0: Welcome to Movie
1: Phone. Thank you for calling Movie
0: Phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. Why did not you just tell me what you want to see? If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one now. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All the things are going wrong. And I just put my computer to sleep instead of muting <laughs> it.
0: Was that your computer, though?
1: I don't know. So
0: be infinitely patient with us as always. We are running another test. If you are watching this on Facebook Live, you can see things have changed a little bit. We've got uh, Ben on the uh, what's that Ben?
2: Uh, I
0: don't.
2: I don't know. I You've got whiskey. Named, I got a mic. I don't know what you're talking. You, you named want it from?
0: the casting couch the first time. Oh you saw yeah,
2: it. no, this is the casting <laughs> couch. Yeah. That's it's totally true. Stephen
0: got the uh, little leopard skin thing for you. If you, you use you the, the wh-
2: if you use the phrase. I'm sorry, but I can't just hire a pretty face. I'm out of <laughs> here. I'm getting. I'm. There's the door.
1: I'm bouncing out of here, because you know you don't have a pretty face, and he must be lying. <laughs> God, we're so mean to Ben Nelson. <laughs> what else? I had the
0: hardest time making the post for this one. Uh, Nick and I have shared duties over uh, posting who the you next guest duty. is. I said duty, and uh, <gasps> posting Ben's. I put about five different just slaughter you versions, and I'm like, I gotta make it nice. People
2: see you Why? On here. Why do you have to be nice? At this point in time, nobody expects you to be nice to me.
0: Because at this point, people see we're mean to you, and they're afraid we're going to be mean to them. <laughs> so at least on the <laughs> Facebook post, I have to pretend. Once they get to this point, go fuck Ben. You don't have to pretend to like me to get me here and tell me go fuck myself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, the other thing you might notice change if you're watching this on Facebook Live is not just that, uh, that couch, but the camera angle is a little bit different. We were uh, just a little bit further over and a little bit tighter angle. I've actually updated the camera. The purpose for the wider couch, the camera, is we actually can now take two guests. This week, we were actually supposed to have our (laughs) boys, Shuby (laughs) and... I'm sorry, but (laughs) you just said casting couch. (laughs) You used
2: tighter angle. (laughs) You said
1: take two guests. Come
2: on, man. You're killing me. (laughs) And I never...
0: (laughs) You're
1: killing me. (laughs) The, my enter button doesn't work. How do I fix it? Remember, we took the enter button away because Ugh, when you
0: type on the bitch. internet and hit enter, it will fuck you up.
3: Uh, <laughs> God, really I
1: got to have us
0: crossfade every time. Uh, you can change that crossfade to I'd a uh, cut. I'd rather kill
3: myself.
0: <laughs> you, can, you can change that to no, a cut. No,
1: it's funny. Like when, when I first started editing videos, I would use this crossfade everywhere for mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah, because it's amazing when you first start. Yeah, because you're like, oh, my God, I can do that. But now it's like, I don't, I hate, I hate how that looks.
2: Then there there became a uh, semi-Christian
0: band called Crossfade that you were like, oh, fuck these guys. Is that really a band? I think they are. I think they're called Crossfade. That sounds miserable. Crossfade. Hey, go to settings. We're going to do this real quick. It's super easy. No, I'm just going to live with the plus button. Or you can click on cut between
2: the scenes. I feel like this is the time, Nick, to really get this right.
1: It's a time to learn. It's super easy we're to learning. change. No, we're learning. Tonight. I, don't, I, just don't, I just don't care. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. You don't care? You don't care. No, I'm getting <laughs> sick. Like You know that feeling in the back of your throat when you swallow oh, and you're like, oh, shit. no, that's not normal. I had that about an hour ago.
3: Damn, um, son. So no.
1: tomorrow you're going to be hacking? Tomorrow it's going to be a mess. I know it.
2: I can oh feel it. Oh, my gosh. Your sinuses are going to be all like, Do you need Ooh. anything? Do you need any a medicine? Kiss? A I- kiss would be
1: nice.
0: You know, normally I would oblige, but I'd get sick if I kiss you. You got the cuties.
1: Hey, Ben, how come you didn't wear a collared shirt? You didn't get the memo? Wear a collared shirt? Yeah. No, I did not get collars. any of those memos. When I came down we are here professional look, gentlemen, hey, sir.
2: When I came down here, I brought a very minimum amount of clothes because I didn't want I wanted to travel
1: light. <laughs> Bud light. Ben, ben Nelson, the minimalist. Have you met him? Yeah.
0: Isn't that who made that clamato that Tex loves? I so thought you were Bud gonna light? say
1: chlamydia. Cl- Clamadio. <laughs> Clamadio. You would need to get
0: laid to get chlamydia, so Ben is out.
1: Yeah, that's true. Sick burn. Sick burn. And not, yeah, burn. not the burn of chlamydia. <laughs> no, not at all, man. <laughs> Sick burn, but not in my crotch. <laughs> well, damn it. <laughs> so now that we've... Uh, so
2: also, uh, <laughs> we've already had a good night. Good to talk to everybody.
1: <laughs> I'll see you guys in Thanks hell. Thanks for coming, Ben. <laughs> see you in hell. Oh, i so happy he's leaving again soon.
0: <laughs> oh, thank God, man. Uh, go back. So when do you leave back for Dallas? Not um, soon enough.
2: I think I'm going to go back probably Saturday morning. I'm going, going back, back, back to, to Dallas, Dally, Dallas. Dally. No,
1: Dally, to Dally, <laughs> Dally, Dally. <laughs> Dally. No, Are you so sure you Saturday.
0: don't want any of this scotch? You look like you could use it tonight.
1: I probably could, man. I'm not feeling great. You know, that scotch will probably help fast. your throat,
0: bro. It's going to burn a little bit, but probably good. I don't
2: think it's I do a good try, idea. Do you want to try something? No.
1: Come I on. definitely don't. I'm not a scotch
2: guy myself, but this is pretty amazing.
1: No, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I just no. don't want to go down that road. Not yet. Not tonight. I just don't think. I don't think I'm ever gonna make it. Really, yeah. ever? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't drink for a long time on purpose, mm-hmm. and my dad was a really bad alcoholic when we were kids. So I wonder if, like, is it in me? If I if I hit that liquor hard, is it gonna get me like it got him? I don't know.
3: So wait, but, what's your
2: wait? What's your vice? We all know you have a vice. Work out. <laughs> no,
1: it's work. Works your vice? Yeah, dude. That actually makes a lot of sense. Exercise yeah. is great, too. It helps.
0: That sounds <laughs> Cleaning the house, terrible. anything that is work, is your friend.
1: Yeah, I don't clean the house like I used to. I've seen you clean these floors. Yeah. Wow. Is <laughs> this, are these that's euphemisms? Only, that's are only ta- when I made a mess. Like, he's cleaning house and floors? Like, what are we talking about here?
0: Don't worry about it.
2: Is
1: he choking? So, t- Hold on. Tell me, what what does it feel like when you get a good amount of that scotch in you? Tell me what it's all about. What's well, like? I've only had two sips, so I don't know. what you're Yeah, so, but you've you've had scotch before.
0: If I have a glass have, of wine or two, I feel similar if I have a glass of scotch or two. Okay. I just sip on it. I enjoy it a little bit longer. I used to drink a lot. I used to drink heavy, and it's the reason I stopped drinking. Um, got into a little bit of trouble, not tons. Just got ahead of the curve and said, I need to cut back. And stayed away from drinking. I... I... I got an addictive personality I've had addic- addiction issues with other things I've
1: seen alcohol affect your life negatively in the following ways <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so so this is an intervention we didn't tell you this, this is, is how shit. you make me feel you're, g- you're gonna have to give up that scotch when homie. you get drunk this
0: is how I feel so I uh, was talking to a buddy of mine a guy named Robert you know Robert Robert uh, worked at Speakeasy? Yep. I and know Robert. Oh, he yeah. Uh, he got me back into drinking and I explained <laughs> to him God bless him. Yeah, the guy who, the guy who runs the bar, at
3: this <laughs> so place it's kind of an anti it's kind
0: of like an
2: anti, you know, like intervention. He never charged me for Anti drinks, it's so. an anti-vention.
0: <laughs> um oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. He doesn't work there anymore so they can't fire him now. Um oh, really he's gone? Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Uh, he's been looking to expand. He he wants to eventually open his own Aren't restaurant. We all? Yeah. Oh. He wants to open his own <laughs> gig place one day. He wants oh, nice. to actually own a restaurant bar place.
2: Oh hell, He's d- got that guy's got a great personality. Well, I would definitely go to a restaurant that he owns.
1: That sounds like a good name for like a bodybuilding company looking to expand. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to start a supplement company named that. And it's going to work.
0: I thought make a good uh, gay escort company looking <laughs> to or make a, expand. Or make a
1: company <laughs> called uh, Gains R Us. Yeah, that's nice.
2: Yeah, it's like a Toys R Us. Can we but tie the word girth in there somehow? With gains. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: gains expand your girth.
2: Oh my god! There's gonna be a country gains. singer
1: named Girth Brooks.
2: <laughs> 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 if throbbing isn't a part of that title, I don't even want to be involved. Uh, oh, what happened tonight?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. This has been a fun start. What
2: happened tonight? We're 10 minutes in
0: and we're already way past the point of return. Uh, we are we are gone. We were going to have Shuby and Glenn on talking <laughs> about the all you can jump package, and we got Ben on instead talking about his all you can jump package. What? It is unlimited because it's never been used.
1: <laughs> I don't think that makes sense, but I still find it funny. Oh, but it, it's unlimited. It. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> ben, still single. your thoughts. <laughs> oh my God, God
2: I hate <laughs> both of you. You know, I've been gone for like a couple months and I was like, I can't wait to go back and see DJ uh, and Nick, my best friends of the whole wide world. And I'm here for 10 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys.
1: See, I think you welcome it, though. <laughs> like, You laugh harder than we laugh most of the time. That's because it's true. Like you guys say this shit. It's totally true. I have nothing. I have no I have no witty retort at this point. Uh, I don't know. You're pretty good at coming up with witty responses. These microphones sound really good today. <laughs> what did you change? Nothing. Oh, well, it sounds great. It's your headspace.
0: Um, I also, turned up the volume on. Ooh. I turned up the volume on a couple of the headsets. <laughs> yours Ooh. and this one. Ooh. Oh yeah. I miss my little pop filter. Can I just tell you? You want it back? We can put it on there just for your snuggle Wait, you toesies. had a filter?
1: Yeah, it was a big disc thing that oh, the restaurant Yeah, right that's and right. And I would constantly it go? rub my face against it. And yeah. I, if you rub my face on this, you hear it. I did that. I did that back when I was uh, uh,
2: not quite producer, just kind of a fill in. You're mini-P,
0: mini-producer. Yeah, Uh, mini-P. This mic won't fit these pot filters on properly, which is why it looks like a black snowman. (laughs) Black snowmen (laughs) matter. Um, A (laughs) blowman? Look at him. He's a black snowman. Um, And so just... We had to use uh, the uh, disc pot filters for those. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Makes
0: sense. Um, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. When I got a replacement mic for that, then I did that. And that's the one last thing I have to do is actually replace that mic so I can give that back
1: to Justin. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sure you don't give a shit about what we're talking about. No, you
0: don't. And I'm sorry. Everyone.
1: All four of
0: you right now? <clears throat> uh, we can't see the Facebook Live shot anymore. So
1: <laughs> we, we are now kept in the dark. I know. You know? Five? Six. But a, Say six. a gentleman never asks. No, and a, lady uh, and, and and a lady never <laughs> and tells. And he's
0: a lady. I got those sexy tits. So how's <laughs> Dallas going, dude? You you've been up in Dallas for how long? Let's get oh it. man. So uh, well I mean if you want to talk, <laughs> want to talk about where
2: I've been. So hurricane hit Houston, and uh, it was it was tragic and and crazy, but also very amazing because we got to see. You know, anytime you have one of these natural disasters happen, you see a lot of like. The worst of what could happen, but also the best of what there is humanity-wise. So we were right in the midst of the hurricane. Actually, we were right in the midst of cleaning up after the hurricane. And uh, unfortunately, Ken Stone, who was the manager of uh, Skydive Dallas, Skydive Space Line Dallas, um, his visa, he's from Australia, his visa was not renewed. So he has a certain amount of time that he needs to leave the country. And so Steve basically uh, came to me and said, hey... We need we need someone in Dallas. Can you go up there and and be there for a while? And I said, Yeah, sure. I'll go up to Dallas. There's I like been
0: the two seventies like since, huh? There's been two seventies in the main landing area ever since.
2: Dose dose two seventies? No, everyone's doing. Oh, it. everyone's yeah, just doing two. I thought it was no, 70s. They're, they're and I was like, Well,
1: that's good. It's still down to ninety. No, there's a loophole that as long as you yell "fuck Ben," you can do whatever turn you want oh, in the main landing excellent. area. Main. It's amazing. <laughs> you <laughs> know, somebody's gonna. But uh, no but one's Nick gonna said. do that. If you ever, if you do that, I will just no, mm-mm. never be allowed to land there again. There are some real dumb friends in our lives. If yeah, we're that, some okay, we're making jokes. <laughs> anyway, uh, also we don't uh, show up into the loading area till a five second call. <sighs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this: having been
2: back in Houston for a grand total of like twelve hours, I'm pretty disappointed in you, Nick Lodge. Why? You know. I feel like Nick Lott should be like leading leading the, the 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 people. And instead, he's just doing whatever he wants when Ben's not around and and that's not cool. What are you talking
1: about? You know what I'm talking about. I what do I do? What do I not do? It's all those dirty pictures
2: you keep sending me.
1: I mean, we took those together. I thought we were sharing the beauty of our relationship. <laughs> you were like, "I'm a power bottom. Let's document it." <laughs> <laughs> Sick Nick. do you know I'm what, a, do you know what a power fuck, bottom is i fuck one goat uh, push back yeah I, I fuck one goat
2: and this is where i'm at nick you're a goat
1: no got fucked by a goat then that's how you say it <laughs> um <laughs> all right let's not go so down this road at let's the end of the day <laughs> okay. at the end of the day i've been in dallas and things have been going great in dallas so you know there you, you go the he, end when you said that his uh visa ran out it I, ran I was, I was gonna make a mastercard joke and then <laughs> he well, should have had American Express.
2: It's everywhere you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Except for
1: Scott Space Spaceland, Dallas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he didn't have an American Express. He had a visa. That's why it ran out. Mm, that's too bad. Anyways, I've been up there, and it's it's been good. It's been a good time. How
0: long have you been gone? Like, I can't do it. Was it been a month? <sighs> ah, two God months. Wait, what what November? It's been uh, It's been about two months. Two months.
2: Yeah, two, two months and a week.
0: They say time flies when you're having fun. And so you nearby. left right
1: after the hurricane.
0: I left in the midst of the hurricane, of oh, the cleanup, the cleanup from the hurricane. Yeah, because yeah, I know I saw you. Like it was, it day was one. like
2: three days after the the hurricane hit, and we were in
1: the midst of the cleanup and uh, and all that went down. So I kind of
2: just threw what. That's I why. Ha-
1: that's why Ben can't get a girlfriend. He always runs out during the cleanup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so inconsiderate! Just grab a towel, man. One might say that I pulled out at the worst possible time. <laughs> you pulled out Would you say that that's that's the issue? I'm sorry. Niclad? <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn, you're not helping it. You're I'm not helping me at this point in time. I don't think
1: I'm even listening to what's being said other than to interrupt in rude places yeah. and say slightly witty, mostly inconsiderate things. <laughs> that's what's going on. How am I supposed
2: to how am I supposed to get better when I got my best friends in the world that are are constantly
1: mocking me? <laughs> get better at what? Life? Uh, oh God, I hate you. So,
0: how much have you been jumping in Dallas? Uh, I've been doing a lot of hop and pops. Yeah, you. So you
2: have. And been actually, you act know I what? Was, I've been doing a lot of tandems. I'm not gonna lie, not a lot comparatively to a normal tandem instructor, but a lot compared to what I normally do because uh, you know we run a tight ship up there, and uh, and that means that we run into situations where my first week in there is a good example. First week in there, the weather was perfect, and we had a hundred tandems. I didn't expect it. And so uh, I did the least number of tandems that day, and I think I did nine. Oh, wow. I started at two in the afternoon. I finally jumped in because we needed to, like, make sure we were able to finish the day. And, yeah, it was a a busy day. It's been busy. When the weather's good, it's busy.
1: Tex wanted you to know he'll be taking a crap in your bed tonight.
2: Oh, yes, Tex. uh, Mr. Tex is staying in my uh, apartment tonight with my dogs. Please don't molest my dogs, Tex. Can you uh, send him that note? Please, thank uh, you. I'm sure. What he's is Tex hear doing? Hear in Tex Dallas? is up there with Ryan Risberg. They're doing a camp in the yeah. tunnel, and they're going to be going out to the drop zone. And in the process, I was like, "Hey, come stay was come stay with me. I got an extra room." So Tex is going to be hanging out there. He's going to be kind of watching the dogs a
1: little bit. I got my dogs still back up there, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how. You will always have a southern accent for the word dogs. Oh, those
2: little puppy dogs. Those tiny little dogs. Like every other word in the sentence could be totally normal. No, no, true. Like When I talk about my dogs, <laughs> i uh, it's hard for me to not have that southern accent when I talk about my dogs. It's
0: like a Mexican <laughs> reporter. My tiny wee little puppy dogs.
1: Oh man, the poor little dogs. A Mexican reporter in what way? <laughs> I don't oh, when, they, I when they're on Wait, TV, Wait, he's Asian, so he can
2: totally make fun of other. Yeah, you people. racist. No. You racist. When bastard.
0: they uh, you ever see a Mexican reporter on TV speaks perfectly good English and then pronounces "barrito" in the middle of their?
1: Oh yeah, Antonio does that, and I love it. Oh, it makes me laugh so much because I, yeah, I actually really like it when he says his name. Antonio Arias, Antonio Arias. and he drops it real hard. I'm oh, like, dude, mm. totally. Oh, with you Spanish, are so son.
0: right. He, he needs to hang on to that accent all the God, time. God, I miss that guy. Yeah, I miss him. Dude, is he uh, where is he still? He's what he's, country he's, he's
2: Europe and rushing rushing it up still. He's still being Euro trash. Oh, dude, he's living the dream. Who he's else? living the dream? I I don't. You know, I'll tell you right now. Antonio could call me every name in the book, and basically tell me that he hates my guts, and I would still do anything for that guy. I love that guy.
1: Wait, we're talking about Antonio Banderas, right? We're talking about Antonio <laughs> Arias. Ah, oh, got it, and Cats. Antonio Arias. Yeah, he's a good fellow, man. He's I like super, Antonio a bunch. As, he's as, was,
2: as he likes to refer to
1: himself, super sassy. Does he really say that? He's super sassy. it's wow.
2: interesting. When's he coming back to visit? Uh, I don't know when he's coming back, but I know when he's coming Jesus. <laughs> back <laughs> I, don't, I don't know It's a, a good right question that's a good question that's a very good question
0: we'll have to
1: figure that out we made did, it yeah did you really have a plan about what we were going to talk about tonight i don't think we had it. no he told me just show up oh yeah no it was honestly until yesterday he literally said, said show we up we were having glenn and shuby on that's what i thought
0: I got a loose plan somewhere, and part of it is to have a little work meeting to figure out a couple of things over there at that computer with you. Oh, yeah, the button pushing. Um,
2: he literally just said, show up, and I'm not allowed to show up without
0: having two beers in me. That's what he said. I figure randomly with Ben, we will go wherever we need to. I also want to know about Dallas, want to know about the film festival there, because we haven't heard a report Oh yeah, from there. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, so, just a few things. So, Nick, I'm going to sidetrack real quick and, and have a quick thing with you. Yes, sir.
1: Sidetrack away. How can uh, I help you?
0: I would like, so when we share the desktop now,
1: we, okay. we can Okay, so you're talking about this leftmost screen? Yeah. Okay. I would
0: like that to be framed or bordered so it's obviously not us to set anything. Just some graphic overlay we can put on that, like maybe
1: a PNG or whatever. Oh, y- okay. So, go... Yeah, okay, I got you. Yep,
0: yep. And then maybe have a bar or two made for these other screens that have... Uh, uh, just title places to put Like right now It would say episode 29 Ben Nelson sucks dick But I, I'm not actually
2: Doing any sucking of dick Swallows Come so, God what? Jesus But I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing
1: that either So graphic So fast
3: like, Wow like,
2: I, I just,
1: usually get more Of that scotch in you Before it gets this I'm not even
2: I'm not even one I've had two sips of
1: scotch Someone's mom Is going to listen to this My mom could be Listening to this <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry, Mom.
0: <laughs> Dad, I'm not sorry. Mom, I'm totally sorry. <sighs> oh, man, my niece's mother will listen to this, and thank God she's uh, over being mad at me for
1: being like this at any given point. You know, you're So yeah, Well, for now, besties.
2: Yeah, she's she's willing to look over it until you start talking about it Okay, again. so hang
1: on. We're talking about overlays just real quick. Overlay for the internet, for the YouTubing. Yep. And then uh, you want an overlay for me? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Oh, wow. My hey. little overlay. <laughs>
0: just option somewhere. Just say Mr. B. Your, well, no, it, no, uh, your
1: overlay needs to say scratch and sniff.
0: Like uh, the banner style you made for the uh, film festival that we threw out for the pictures.
3: Oh, what? I yeah. see a video. What's uh, going on over there? Something. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: So, oh, my God, man. (laughs) If you're not watching this, we have an old camera that's just kind of a camera to hang on to. It's getting super weird over here. Putting it in his mouth. (laughs) 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 And Facebook just died a little bit, so...
1: <laughs> I just want to see how interesting <laughs> of an angle I can create.
0: It's great because wow. that's all we are watching right now is you, sh- shoving this camera.
1: Yeah, but Facebook Live isn't seeing this. So it's going into so many orifices. The world, right now. <laughs> the world will never know. Hey, you're pierced there.
3: I did not. Wow, know. come oh on. Crap. Oh
0: man, I. <laughs> I can't stop.
3: Oh, there's a booger up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: so all right. Well, this show is officially over. I'm glad. Uh, so thanks everyone for coming out. I uh, had a great time.
0: Dude, the numbers for this show have like grown dramatically over a short <laughs> amount of time. We're still not super high or pushing a lot, but today just plummeted. Just like, oh yeah, totally. Jump the shark. I think we have two. Jump li- the I think, shark? I think we have the two live right now. Two live. Do you know the hey, comment? Jump the shark. No, I've when never a heard TV show You've never the Shark. You've never heard of
2: Jump the Shark? I've nope, Never jumped. Shark you're shark old enough.
1: Oh, how you're old are killing you? me? You're old enough. That's old sound a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? 31. 31? You don't know Jump the I Shark? Was, I was going to say 25, and I realized <laughs> I was super wrong.
0: <laughs> are you sure you're not smoking or drinking anything nope. over there?
1: No. No, I had uh, a uh, quesadilla with Chipotle earlier. That might have something to do with it. I'm surprised you aren't shitting your pants right now. That, that comes
2: later. Explain <laughs> Jump the Shark, Mr. Nelson. So, Jump the Shark, <clears throat> did you ever know of the TV show uh, Happy Days? Remember Happy oh. Days with the Fonz? Hey. Oh, okay, yeah, Fons. I know the Fonz. Yep. So basically, the Happy Happy Days was on for a long, long time, and when it finally got to the point where the show was no longer really revel- relevant, there was the one of the last episodes. There was a uh, the episode was about the Fonz. I don't know how it how he got to the point, but he was literally had his motorcycle and he was gonna drive out on this dock and jump over a like a like a water area of water that had a shark in it and they were all giving him crap. Like, you know, Oh, this is so dangerous. But he jumped to the shark and in jumping the shark, because the show sucks so badly, whenever a, a TV show like gets to a point where they do something so outrageously crazy, cra- outrageously crazy, crazy that it's like almost unbelievable. They call it jumping the shark. Okay. It's I when a TV it. show reaches its point of maximum like exposure and now they're just—they don't have anything left, so they're uh, jumping the shark, proverbially, proverbially. And shit. I like it. So what if you just fold that?
1: That, that Hey, clip will on? you quit talking to me? Just do and the show. I'm gonna figure so it the, out. So
2: the real question is, what is jumping the shark for Gravity Lab Radios? When when is Gravity Lab Radios? Jumping the shark.
0: The fourth time we have been Nelson on—is that what it is? Yeah, I feel that like you guys are really jumping desperate. some
2: major sharks at this point.
0: <laughs> I can't believe we had original plans. That's going to work out pretty good. I can't original. We had original plans. Original plans. Original plans, and uh, we built on them for you. For for.
2: I'm so sorry, Shuby. I love you so much.
0: It's uh, yeah, disappointing. Do you guys get all you can jump package folks up there regularly? Like who?
2: Yeah, we got a couple.
0: You got a couple. We got a few. Yeah, we got a we got a
2: guy named Matteo who uh, is a yeah. local jumper, and uh, yeah, that guy that guy does a lot of flying. Yeah, I, I he's know. there. He's there every day that the weather's good, and uh, he gets a couple <laughs> jumps. I think he's probably going to end up. He's probably going to end up with about thirteen hundred jumps this year.
0: Oh fuck! Yeah,
2: so he's been at it. He's been
0: at it. A yep. lot of hop and pops. Uh, quite a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a canopy pilot. I mean, he's he a good loves, flyer in general. Fly, yeah, he loves flying those canopies. Yeah, he loves to fly a lot. Um, so you guys, you guys have that going on, but the film festival. So we heard good yes. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we don't know anything.
2: Oh uh, man. So it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, uh, the weather was perfect. Um, we had a few entries. I think. I think next year we're gonna have more entries, which is gonna be good. But we had a fantastic time, man. We got, got to hang out after jumping um space slam bought a uh, a keg of beer which was awesome so we hung out we drank beer we watched videos i mean what else could you ask for at a drop zone that's like popcorn the, that's like the best thing you could possibly you could ask for popcorn we had uh, popcorn we, well we did not have popcorn so yeah. thank you for ruining it yes ours sucked and yours Take was awesome
0: that don't so I, I went to target like target five six big bags of popcorn that packed into like 50, 60 bags of small, like paper bags of popcorn. Nice. Uh, 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just told I'm going to be by tomorrow at 3 o'clock to pick it up. Send a buddy up, a uh, kid named Logan uh, Snotty. Snotty? I, Logan snotty. snotty. Yeah, you know him, right? Yeah. Yeah, super good guy. Uh, he's. Uh,
1: I was going to make a terrible pun. I'm yeah. sorry.
2: Yeah, it's his name, bro. You got to let it ride out. Dude, he's just I, I named I'm positive. I knew a guy named Jerry Barnfart. Are you going to make fun of him, too?
1: <coughs> snotty by
0: nature. <laughs> he's naughty by, by nature. Yes! That was good. That was better than oh, I was, that was way, yeah, yeah, that was way better than yeah. I expected. Thank you. Maybe he'll give you points for that one. That, that was worth it. Um, the entries, yeah, dude. So one of the rumors I heard, and did you hear the same rumor, is people in Dallas, thought some of them thought they would actually be competing against the promo video.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's absolutely true. So Nick Lott, I don't know if anybody here knows Nick Lott, but uh, he's what we like to refer to as a professional videographer. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know if you guys know this guy, but he's pretty good. He does I'm gonna say he does
1: sounds like a fucking toolbag. Uh, I mean he's totally a tool he bag. Is,
2: that's true. But he does what we like to refer to as decent work.
1: Do you ever have those moments where you think about some shit you did or said and you're like, God damn it, I'm a douchebag. Like I'm one of those douchebags that I hate. Yeah? I am one. Absolutely. You never have that. Oh yeah, Every God, day. every all fucking the time, every day. What are yeah. you talking about? I
0: live that way.
2: Half the shit out of my mouth. I immediately am just like, oh, I'm a douchebag.
1: Okay, but that's. I think that's good because I think the people who I like the least do not have that moment.
2: Oh well, fair enough.
1: Of self realization. So can I
2: f- can I finish my story? No, I don't even know what
1: you're talking about. So we were talking about
2: Nick Lot, who oh, made. A, no, a, a yeah, made that's a why I was trying to change the subject. I made, made. Yeah, he, oh, like that that video was good. I will. He I will made like you do he that. made a promotional video for the event. And I think, I think that there was enough people that saw the promo video and thought that that's what they were competing against, but I don't think they realized that, uh, it, like the the range in videos were so wide. In fact, some of them, I think, some of the ones that uh, that were that were thrown out there were not even. They were like maybe forty five seconds. There was a couple of really short videos, and there was a couple of long videos. Anyways, long and the short of it was. Uh, Nick Lott's video was amazing, and the videos we saw were really amazing.
0: Thank you. Um, dude, yeah, they were a lot of fun. Did you get a chance to watch? I had sent you the private yes. link to all of Houston yes, before. Yes, I did, Way and
2: it was, they were awesome. They were totally awesome.
0: Yeah. I think now that people have seen the standard, now that people have seen what's out there, A, they're like, we don't have to do Nick Lot quality work. We Correct. don't have to do top-level top, top uh, level work, and I don't care what you say. That's um, literally like trying to compare myself to Steven Spielberg.
1: Go fuck yourself.
2: No, it's totally no, true. I, like I I'm, do, not, I'm not going to try and... Uh, you I know. do
1: get lucky every once in a while. And I get to use some of the, my uh, lucky uh, things that I discover as tricks in future videos. Are, are you so drinking Are you drinking hippie soda? Yeah, it's called kombucha. It's not a big deal. It's oh, uh, packed with... Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I was going to switch <laughs> the camera to me, but I switched <laughs> it to the solo shot of you, which I also like because it makes you look totally alone and pathetic. <laughs> But uh, hang on, where am I? I'm to oh, there, there he is. Oh, my God. That's yeah, phenomenal. So, uh, kombucha. I don't know if I believe in the actual health benefits of kombucha, but it tastes nice. I've had it once. It was terrible. Yeah, I hated it the first time, too. It tasted like vinegar. But I've had a couple now, of them. But now, now, like. you're yeah, now, <laughs> mm. now you're
2: drinking vinegar on it. Yeah, now I'm
1: paying $350 a bottle for some vinegar.
0: Now you're drinking pickled juice mm. like it's going out of style. That is the one thing that has stopped me from wanting to care about kombucha is the fucking price. Nicole and Steven have had a few different uh, flavors of that brand that I've tried and I like. I'm like, Th- this is good, but I ain't paying this much money
1: for this well, shit. I think that there are claims. There are probiotics in it. You know what probiotics are? It's healthy bacteria.
0: Yeah, yeah I've heard the name. That's they're it. They're so, but
2: they're pro. like They're like pro expert. baseball
1: players. Yes, Like the Houston these Astros. Anti- these are antibiotics that have been through oh, training. I was also going to make a joke about the new internet conspiracy. <laughs> have you heard about it? maybe that the houston astros uh created hurricane harvey so they could win the world series (laughs) (laughs) i've got
2: evidence that actually makes so much sense it's not even funny
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but (laughs) if you look up like try and look up scientific nutritional articles about kombucha they're all like yeah it's full of shit. that's not true but I, I, I just like the way that it tastes. I really do. I don't actually think that this is making me any healthier, but there's not much sugar in it, and it tastes good. So
0: That's why I was going to ask sugar and carbs. It's still not as bad as buying most of the shit in the store Fuck. for you.
1: They added more sugar. I just now looked at it, and it's, it used to say two grams of sugar, and now it says six grams. God damn son of a... And how many servings are in that, that bottle? Botched, yeah. It's two two servings, so this is 12 grams of sugar, which on a day when I'm doing it right, that's half my sugar for the day in this one bottle. Wow, you're kind of getting so screwed right now. They're
0: fucking up. That's Just a lot of sugar. Sh- yeah, that's a lot of sugar for.
1: I mean, it's twelve in a bottle when a coke oh, is like oh my fifty or something.
2: I'm getting a phone call from Guru right oh now. Oh my god, answer uh, it. Yeah, that's the rule. Uh, answer. I don't. I don't yeah. have my.
0: I don't know where my phone. is. A can is. coke what? is thirty nine
2: grams. Press is.
1: answer.
0: I don't. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Should I do <laughs> this?
1: Yes. On speakerphone. Speaker, speakerphone.
2: Uh, hey, douchebag. What are you doing? Is
3: this Nick?
2: No, this is Ben
3: so
2: full of it. No, we're, you're, <laughs> it actually, you're, you're actually live on uh, Gravity Lab radios.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're podcasting right oh, now. Thanks
3: you. a lot. Still don't see you guys talking about me yet.
2: Well, uh, that's because there's lag, bro. Mute your radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, is your radio on? Mute that shit. <laughs> what, why? what is
1: happening right now? Uh, he actually muted us. Holy fuck.
2: Are, are you there, buddy? I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm looking at Ben Nelson drink
0: beer and <clears throat> Looks like DJ's drinking whiskey or something. Yeah,
2: well, I'm holding the phone up to the mic right now. You're literally going out to thousands, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> right now.
0: Huge lag pick, but... I miss all of you
1: guys right now. And Skydive's
2: face You lying sack of shit. What's not, you
0: doing this and weekend? you stop downplaying your amazing talent, Nick. Your
1: fucking videos are hey, top notch. Hey, thanks, buddy. Oh,
2: top notch. Not
1: Who? Steven Spielberg? <laughs> Steven Spielberg is not I mean, worthy? I'm pretty sure I can skydive better than that guy. But, I uh Garvey? I do you
2: even know Steven Spielberg? Maybe he's a really
1: good Ever. Maybe he's a yeah, really sweet Megan, guy. Huh? What?
0: I don't know who this is. Anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, it's still Ben. <laughs> he can't hear us well. I'm fucking
2: Nick. What? Why, why are you? Why are you swearing? Nick like can hear him. There's hundred uh, There's a hundred thousand people listening to you right now, and you're swearing. Here, you want to give me the phone? I'll talk to him. Oh, you want to talk to Nick? Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, man. Uh Guru actually agreed well, to come on hey, the show when he's Guru. in town,
1: so we hope hey, to get buddy. him on sometime. Hey.
3: Oh, he's answering his phone now. Now he's
1: finally Yeah, there's his a phone. fucking, there's a lag on <laughs> Facebook. Do you understand the world that's happening <laughs> around you? <laughs> I see this now. We have a delay for censorship. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, ge- I'm getting, I'm going through stuff for my weekend and I was watching radio,
3: gravity, lab radio, and, and I'm stoked to see my three friends on there. This is getting,
2: this, this is a really cool story. His Do you have only, time to tell his, again? his only three friends. <laughs>
3: I love you
1: guys. <laughs> come come back. Hey, no, I'm not done. I'm just not gonna let you go yet. Are you coming back to, to Houston soon?
3: I want to, I'm trying.
1: Well, that doesn't all sound can, promising.
3: All I can do is try.
1: <laughs> no, that's not true. All you can do is buy a fucking plane ticket or drive yourself out here. Those, I just well, gave yeah, you...
3: I can come visit for sure.
1: Okay. Sold. See you next week. K okay, love you. Okay, love you, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guru, uh, I forget what he's supposed to be here for. At some point, didn't work out. But we probably yeah, look, in here. looking to
1: build too. He was going to be out. And oh, then the hurricane, and then the hurricane up. hit.
0: That's what, dude. That hurricane wiped my memory of everything.
2: I, I you know, I was saying that to someone today. I was like, the last two months since the hurricane have it hasn't
0: been that long, but it feels like it's been a year. It's been so I don't know. It's been so busy. I, I think the hurricane was just such a fucking major wreck and a storm and a whirlwind in our life, none of the puns intended. It was that bad that time since then has warped. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, It was definitely crazy just recovering and dealing with, and you're still seeing online, or not online, but on the news, you're still seeing people deal with it. There's still houses underwater right now. I'm still seeing posts on Facebook regularly by friends saying, hey, we're doing a, uh, a demo in this house. Or we're doing a rebuild. We still need volunteers. Yeah. So I mean any of our it was it
2: was really awesome by the way I just want to throw this shout out it was really awesome to see uh, Lawrence de Labadier come down here yeah um, you know he's one of those guys that when he comes here it's not just he wasn't coming here just to, for uh, any type of pl- pl- publicity stunt he literally showed up and for like the last month he's been in some of the uh, the uh, the most devastated parts of the city. And has been doing a lot of restoration work. So I just again I want to give a shout out to Lawrence. Thanks, man. We re- man, I really appreciate you coming to Houston and helping us out.
1: Super good, dude. Really friendly guy. Awesome he's brought guy. like twenty tandems out already too from the the group he's working with.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, it's but these were this was
2: a group of people that came from all around the well, hell, all around the world, and uh, to see him show up and uh, and spend his time and uh, and and energy to help uh, restore Houston. Uh, it.
0: Where is he going after amazing. this?
2: It's amazing. Thank do you. you know?
0: Thank you, Lawrence.
1: I do not know where he's going after this.
0: I can't. Check out the staff page because Stephen, when he threw down he needs to borrow a rig, said something. He's going somewhere else next. Yeah, he's going somewhere else next to do some more uh, to, to some more humanitarian type yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude. And you say he's not doing it for publicity. The only reason I knew he was doing it was on our staff page. Stephen threw out a, Correct. hey guys, help a buddy get a rig. And I'm like, I know exactly who this dude is. Yeah. And he is a he, badass. I in think general. he may have posted something saying he was coming
2: to Houston to help out, and it was like. Yeah. But long and the short of it was, he uh, he did a really excellent job, and I appreciate him coming out and. Uh, and I, I, he may actually be going to some other uh, hurricane.
1: Uh, oh, he's here for three months, short break, then he's going to Nepal to help rebuild schools that oh, were wrecked yeah, from Nepal. the earthquakes. Yeah,
0: Nepal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that dude's fucking gold. Oh man, awesome! I love Lawrence. I love him to death. Dude, are you ready for some Nepal stories, by the way, Mr. P? Uh, you have Nepal stories? No, dude. Uh, in two weeks from now, we, it's a Wednesday the 15th. Uh, Tom Noonan has a ticket, plane ticket, arriving here in Houston at 3 p.m., so he should be here. Um, I, I can't count on any of these. We, you know, we, we never announce what we have scheduled because they fall apart nonstop or we push them around. Um, but he, we're going to talk about Skydive Everest. And have you seen the trip they take for Skydive Everest? Do you see what they have actually do for this thing?
1: I mean, I've seen a, a few video clips here and there, but I couldn't describe the process to you. Uh, dude,
0: you get to go hike Everest, man. It's a $20,000. If you want to go as a skydiver to go make two or three skydives, and literally two or three, two at one location. The third one is at the base camp, which to me is the ultimate you want to. It's twenty to $30,000, depending which version you do. It's ridiculous. Re-
2: Ridiculous. I will say, uh, having been to Kumbu, the Kumbu region, it's I can't it, I can't imagine jumping there. I can't because just living there, just being at that altitude, uh, it's it's crazy. You could spend a month just acclimizing to that. Yeah. Let alone
0: skydiving there, it's crazy. I am going to uh, try to nail Tom Noonan down. He made me a. Very very generous offer you a few years it. ago. You need to absolutely do it. You knew what the offer was, yes. right? Yeah. And before I realized how big the offer was, and at the time I couldn't do it, it was definitely a dedication of time. I'm going to see if I can nail him down on that offer again.
2: If that offer uh, stands again, you need to go out of your way to make sure that that happens. You want to know if it, there's a second it, slot? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, well, besides that, You know you're going to have to say what that offer is. Because but be- besides I don't that, know.
0: Besides that. It's just a really generous sponsorship uh, for an Everest trip. Um, I'm not getting it for free. I'm just getting a nice discount. Be- besides that, I'm not saying that I, you know, yeah. if
2: I could go on that, I would totally do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you need to go. Oh. Take take the time and just go do it. Yes. Like make it happen.
0: It's, it's it'll now- change your
2: life. I, I say this to people that uh, are skydiving for the first time. This is going to change your life, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, it's going to change my life." No, 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 really, this is going to change your life,
0: and uh, very rarely am I wrong on that. So my midlife, I, we all have midlife crises, so to speak, yeah. and I turned 40 and I had a reflection on life. One of my life goals is when I turned 40 to buy an old Mustang. Yep. And I actually did that. I had that goal since I was 18 years old and I actually followed through it's with beautiful my first one. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, and at that point, I also had a goal of fulfilling all my goals and all my dreams mm-hmm. of things I want to do. Um, we live life so long to enjoy life later. And I don't have a lot as far as finances go. I don't have a lot as far as lifestyle go, as money goes. But lifestyle, I do. I'm very rich in. Yep. So I'm actually uh, set up. I'm going to be going paragliding next uh, August. Yes. ish
2: Plus or minus. Go do it. It's so awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, g- a great lady, Cola. You know Cola. Yeah. Cola offered me a uh, place to stay. She worked out a deal with me to stay with her Excellent. and Scott, and uh, dude, up in up in Salt Lake.
2: Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. You're going to have the best time ever.
0: They're not as close as uh, Nick is, Nick Kaminsky. Oh, yeah. But, but they're, they're
2: 10 minutes from Nick. I was going to say, they're, I was going to say eight minutes away from Nick. Yeah. And Nick uh, and Shonda. Also, Nick and Shonda. Shout out, Nick and Shonda. Awesome
0: dude, I people. definitely want to say hello to them because Nick yeah. has been a great guy. I've known Shonda. She used to work at USPA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just wonderful people. So I'm, I'm following through with that goal. I'm following through with It's my list of things to do. And I need to do the finances this year. Probably yeah. not. This year being 2018. Yeah. 2019 I plan on going to Everest um if I don't make 17. I uh I'm super jealous you're going to have really good time. I uh dude if I can get a reasonable price. 20,000 I can't. Dude, I 20 to 30,000 that's my yearly income. Yeah. I, I just I can't do it, man. Uh if I can get a reasonable uh, a deal with him. I think uh, I think we definitely
2: need to look for some sponsors. We can make this happen.
0: I uh dude, The only reason I used to do climbing trips over there was because uh, most of it was paid for. That's so. In the past, Tom has actually tried to get me to work with their O2 system, with yeah. their oxygen system. Yeah. And he still wants me to work with and train me on it. And part of it is is I can help train. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But part of it is is if I can become an expert on the O2 system, yeah. maybe they can find my way into working this yeah. gig. Dude, I man go to Everest. <sighs> Fuck if I don't get to skydive the whole time there. If the if the weather craps out and I don't get to skydive, it's, I get to go to Everest to Nepal to see these people. It's still the most
2: rewarding trip you are ever going to go on.
0: And they don't they don't go to Everest and skydive; they fly into Nepal. They do the trip. They, yeah. I mean, it is the legit Everest experience you know, outside it, of climbing it, it, it.
2: Those places over there, most of it ninety percent of it is getting there. Yeah, the the experience when you get there is amazing, but just getting to and from there is almost as uh, um, laborious as. Whatever it is you're planning on doing when you get there,
1: I'll tell that to all the people who've climbed Mount Everest. Well, it does.
2: It's not even Mount See, Everest, yeah, man. You got here. That's the easy. We did, uh, <laughs> you go to Nepal. Or, no, uh, I'm, so, I'm
1: totally just fucking with you. I'm just trying to be an asshole. Well, I'm sorry. Like it's, that
2: whole area over there is is basically where that's at. We did uh, Trango Tower in Pakistan. Well, it's a month to get there and a month to get back. I mean, it was a two. It was a th- almost a three month trip. Trango Tower. Trango Tower. Look it up. It's pretty awesome. Anyways. uh, Yeah. I mean, part, most of it is just traveling there, going to those places. You can't, it doesn't, it's not like, uh, it's not like anywhere else in the world where you can just jump on a plane and you're, uh, I'm in Salt Lake and now I'm flying uh, on a mountain uh, four hours from when I left my home. Like you got to get there, you got to land, you got to acclimize and you got to like travel to those spots. And it's, it's not a, it's not a two day travel. It's a, three to four week travel just to get there.
0: Have you uh so you've done this trip. Yeah. Have you landed at that airport? I think it's in Nepal. No, I haven't. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. We we so hiked dope. in, we didn't fly in. That looks so dope, dude. Yeah. It's uh, uh Nick, when you get a chance, look up uh uh Nepal Airport. I'm not sure wh- what it is, but it's it's you'll when you see it, it'll stand out. It looks like you're landing on an aircraft carrier strip in the middle of the
1: mountains, and it's so Nepal cool. Nepal Airport?
0: Yeah, and I don't know if that's necessarily where it's at. Dude, what are... Uh, but, dude, finish what you're doing first. No, that right?
1: was the, the Trango Towers. Trango Towers, ben, ben yeah. Ben was talking about.
2: Yeah, up in the, uh, up in the uh, lower parts of the Karakoram
0: Mountains. I need to uh, I, I very quickly have figured out sitting here with this new setup, I need to put a block right here to where I can't oh, see so that. So you're screen. not distracted by the screen? I was staring at that video that was playing on your screen, dude. I well the mirror it was a great video. I was actually looking at it. Oh, you can see it on that small monitor yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so
2: what do you think of the new setup? This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like you're about ready to ask me to take my clothes off, but you know, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Ah, whoa, ah,
0: look away for one second. It's not even my birthday. Oh, shit, dude. I, uh, yeah, and there it is on video, Facebook <laughs> Live. Great. So, um, sorry, Nick is actually surfing. One of the new setups we got last week, we tested it out. We didn't necessarily do the best, or two weeks ago, we didn't necessarily do the best job executing was displaying videos on another screen playing audio from another screen. Oh yeah, awesome. A- actually displaying the internet on the that's, computer. That's why
2: I was uh, kind of uh, caught up by it because I was looking over here going, "Wait, we can we actually see videos?" It's so just, right am now I on the live. right track.
0: Here? Yeah, no, yeah. you're on. You're it. No, but is this the airport you're talking about? Um no it, no, it is no, not. not. No, it is no. not. That's not an no, airport. Um, Everest, maybe Google for uh, Mount Everest Airport and see what that comes these, up with. These
2: airports, just to give people a kind of an understanding of what these airports are like. So I spent a lot of time there. I've also spent a lot of time in Papua New Guinea, and uh, in those places they build these these uh, runways on the side of mountains, like literally on the side of mountains. So they're obvious. They're obviously not flat. They're like, uh, I don't know. They're like
0: you it, land uphill and you it, take off downhill. You land a uphill
2: ramp. and you take off downhill, regardless of the direction of the wind, because gravity is what's causing you to, to, to come up with those things. So, but anyways, uh, in the jungle, it's, um, uh, it's not a matter of altitude. It's a matter of just, there's not a this lot is of places. It, there's not a lot of places. Yeah, this is
0: it. Make that OBS full screen for there's us. There's not a
2: lot of places in the jungle for them to put runways. So you end up on the side of a mountain that's not high, but in Nepal, it, they don't have the option. It's just like everything is mountains. So, uh, they're going to build a runway wherever they can. And, uh, it, it's, it's a lot like flying in Alaska. You know, when we go up to, uh, to, to to Denali, to base camp on Denali, you're landing on a glacier uphill and you're taking off on a glacier downhill. Cahilton Glacier is, is where everyone lands. It's uh, very similar. Like, you just don't have a lot of spaces. So you're taking what you can get. And in these cases, these runways are, like, on the side of mountains that are, in some cases, at about a 30-degree angle, which is crazy.
0: So in the next two to three years... You're going to take Valerie and I on a Alaskan vacation in the summer. Yes, we're going to do it. It's going to be awesome. Cool. And that's, you know, so you're, we're taking off downhill, and it kind of ramps, I think, a little bit at the end of uphill. I don't know for sure. Uh, Tom will tell us better stories, but this is where they're flying into. Yes. And I don't know the name of the airport. Nick, I think you saw it at some point, some really effed-up name.
1: Uh, they're touting it as the most dangerous airport in the world. I, I uh, would.
2: Uh, uh, I, I'd argue against that, having flown there flying and flying back other to places.
1: Kathmandu from Lukla, uh, Kalapather. It, it's oh Luke, Lukla Airport is considered one of the most dangerous airports in the world. Lukla, L-U-K-L-A.
2: So the the vast majority of the danger lies in the altitude, not necessarily the runway itself. The thin air. It's the thin air. So when a when a plane's trying to land there. I mean, it's, it's, only, it's like a helicopter, right? Uh, they, they can only take certain altitudes, certain helicopters up to certain altitudes in order to do rescues because the air is so thin, the helicopter is not efficient anymore. So that what, that's what makes it super dangerous. When you go to a place like Kahitna in Alaska, you're not necessarily high. You're at 7, I don't know, 7,500 feet, but you're on the side of a glacier, and in order to take off, you have to shoot down the edge of the glacier and like drop off the end in order to actually get lift. And so it's like when you say the most dangerous in the world, I don't know if I'd call it the most dangerous, but it has its its certain amount of risks that you're not going to see in other places. And in this case, the risk is the altitude, the the amount of thickness of air that they have to get the plane in the air. But
0: look at this approach as well, man. I'm, we see it on our right screen. There is there's another airport out there, and I don't know what to look for to find it. I don't know if you've seen it, Ben. The guy comes in in a valley and has to basically do a hard right yeah. S turn, to hard left S turn. I think that's also in Nepal, in. yeah. And it is just super gnarly. And this runway has very little go-around value. Correct. If you come in and you're wrong, powering up and getting back over this mountain, you're probably fucked. You're pretty screwed. It's it's not a it's a, a two pass type scenario. Is not
2: very frequent.
0: Yeah, it's not a rookie airport. You definitely, I'm sure they've got. Minimum. If you get
2: if you get an opportunity to look up. Uh, uh, you know, runways in Papua New Guinea do that, too, because it's uh, it's pretty amazing. We landed in some pretty crazy situations. So you were in Papua New Guinea, and this Everest area is, is a climbing? So, no, in Papua New Guinea, I was actually, uh, this was uh, the mid-90s. I was building a hospital back in the middle of nowhere in Papua New Guinea. Building a hospital for who? Uh, locals, the local community.
0: Under what, like, were you a construction contractor? Were you a Uh, so the the
2: groups, the groups that were over there, um, were, um, some of them were associated with the Peace Corps, and so a lot of what they were doing was, um, people that had contracting experience, whether, different types of construction experience, would come in and assist them in building things, and so, uh, I did a lot of that.
0: Were you working in a, in, uh... A normal work capacity, or were you actually working in a capacity where you were volunteering or being light, less compensated for your time?
2: I definitely was not making any money. No.
0: Okay, so totally in no. A, in fact, most, most
2: of the uh, You, you seeing this landing there, Ben. Yeah. Dude. So this is this is uh, Papua New Guinea. Oh. This is the type of landings that you see in a place like that. This is grass field. It's not paved, but you can see that it's on the side of a mountain. Uh, typically speaking, at the the uh, the. The side of the mountain is at an angle that is you definitely landing uphill and taking off downhill,
0: and the drafts you get on the side of a mountain are dangerous. That's Correct. the other thing that you know you mentioned thinner air, yeah. but the updrafts, especially if it's across yes. the side of a mountain.
2: The fortunate thing about these is uh, you know in New Guinea you're not you're not like way if far above you know sea level. I mean these these landings right here are probably sitting
0: somewhere around three to four thousand feet okay. max. So that's one thing I've never actually asked you about or, or we've never gotten to on these podcasts is you have, like a, a lot of us in the sport, a very, very eclectic background. But yours yours is one of the more diverse I've ever met. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Nepal. Yeah. W- what is the most beautiful place in the world that you visited and why?
2: Oh, man, I couldn't I could not even tell you. Um, every place that you travel to has an amazing quality to it. I have spent um, I have spent a lot of time in Africa. Uh, Zimbabwe, Zambia, South Africa, Uganda, Kenya, Somalia, Morocco, Egypt—was uh, that all for oil? Some of it was for oil and gas, and some of it was—I uh, was—we were building schools. I was building uh, houses. I was building
0: hospitals. So that's a side of you I actually never knew existed. And, and I say the humanitarian side. I, I know that as a person, you are—you're yeah. very giving. But I didn't know you served all these volunteer kind of things.
2: Oh yeah, so uh, so my parents were, I wouldn't, I don't want to say full missionaries. They weren't like that's not what they did full time. My dad Mm -hmm. owned a construction company in Alaska, so we grew up doing construction and um, excavating, uh, to be more precise. Um, And so uh, he had traveled. You know, my parents were pretty religious, and they were in a they were part of a church that did a lot of traveling and doing. What kind of church does that here? Like a non denominational style church. So Christian. Yeah, Christian. Uh, And so um, they did a lot of traveling. What are we laughing at?
1: Oh, I was going to say, is it fair to assume that you were conceived in the missionary position? <laughs> dude, I like the thing I, Dad was d- dude, banging it hard. I'm going to like throw God, out. I, I think gun. I just threw up my mouth Isn't a little bit. Isn't that so crazy, though, that that's how each one of us came to be? Dude, I You're came, s-
2: each one of <laughs> us came I love going be? up to my
1: friends and
0: getting them in a very serious moment, and then look them straight in the eye and say, Hey, man, have you ever really considered what position your parents were in when you were conceived? And I mean, dude, I get some of the most disgusting. I'm so sorry, mom and dad. Or I get people who are like, oh, that's such an awesome question. It's horrible. You know, that person wants to torture people like me who thinks it's awesome. What are you eating? I'm sorry. Why
1: why you got to ask me
0: when I got melted? I did not mean (laughs) to. Because it looks good as fuck (laughs) and you don't eat junk. It's a one bar. Is it the Almond Joy one? Uno and Uno bar? then start talking and telling stories.
2: Don't be. Don't. Baby, I'm gonna butter your bread. hey ben, oh, wow. say, say something funny. He's uh, DJ's taking a bite of your bar, bro.
1: They're so good, man.
2: Your Uno bar.
0: Hey Ben. Oh hey, welcome home. I had my first candy bar last week
3: for Since Halloween. This year. Was it
0: for Halloween? No, we were at, well, yeah, kind of. We were at the Harp wait. having steak night. Which candy bar was this? What? what it was a Milky Way. Well, that was your wait. That was your first candy bar this year.
2: Oh, this. year. 2017 I, th- I thought you meant like Ever I was like Mm-mm. How did you make it this far
0: Without a candy bar mm-hmm. In your in your mouth
3: No 2017 Without
0: a brown bar In your
3: face mm-hmm, Man
0: so good Dude I, I cut out A lot of sugars You know I've tried To be healthier And oh my god That Milky Way Was the best Fucking thing ever And it makes me want A candy bar so bad Nick thank you For that one bar
1: Hey uh, Uno bar You owe me one too. Uno bar Oh mm-hmm. uh,
0: what Dude have you ever Had these one bars No so, eating healthy, I try to eat a lot of meal bars, nutrition bars, supplement bars, as just part of a quick way to get by. So, I mean, hey, this is a reasonable option. And then Nick suggested I look at the sugars inside these meal bars. Oh, but yeah. They're there's cliff bars. And uh, are you talking about like cliff bars and things like that? Anything like it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, even the super healthy bars have 20, 30 grams of sugar in it. So,
2: Which is like three times the what Nick would eat in a normal day.
0: Yeah. So the first brand you turned me on to that I still buy, I can't think of the name, but I recognize it every time. Quest, Quest bars. Yep. Quest, and dude, bars. Johnny Quest, bars? carry them in my pocket. It's the way to go. I understand, um, dude. If
1: you've ever, do had they
2: taste ca- like kombucha?
1: No, so they don't taste like crap. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like no, the the Quest bars are okay, but it's uh, it's really hard for me to know. I don't know. You read the label, and it's like, how honest are they being? Yeah. But uh, there was someone on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast recently that was talking about ketosis. and I think he was actually the founder of the Quest Bar Company. Does this ring any bells for you? I have missed a few episodes. I don't remember his name, but <laughs> do, you, do you know anything about ketosis, Ben? Yes. Okay, so... Uh, As a medical professional, yes, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, what's happening this, over there? I'm just going to help him put this back in the slot.
2: We got it. Okay, I got it so, back in the
1: slot for you. But this guy was talking about how he would test his blood ketones before yep. having a Quest Bar. This is the, the founder of Quest Bar. He would test his blood ketones. He'd be in ketosis. He'd have a full bar, test his blood ketones again, and it yep. would knock him out of ketosis. Correct. But uh, I, everyone's body is really different Correct. with the tolerance of carbohydrates, yep. uh, especially when you're in ketosis. Yep. So I really don't know because I don't test my blood that often.
0: Have you ever tested your... Yeah, I have a, a Actually, blood ketone yeah, meter.
1: You've told me but, that. But uh, the battery is dead in it. Now, I have a bunch... Of, the expensive part of doing it is the strips. The strips are like three bucks a pop. But uh, the last time I turned on my ketone meter, it was dead. And I've pretty much uh, eaten like shit since then. I think... You Not know, like shit, but I've had a I lot mean, of shit. I mean, my days.
2: personal opinion is, at the end of the day, if, if you eat in a way that makes you feel, like, good, you have energy, you're getting sleep, I don't... We didn't have these things. We didn't have these meters back in, I don't know, back in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like over time, it's like it's like these weird diets, right? And so people are going to be like, oh, you got to do this super diet in order to be healthy. Well, so, yeah, people were healthy back in the 50s, and they didn't have anything to but do with we these we didn't diets. eat the shit we're eating uh, today. Yeah, correct. I totally understand correct. your argument. Yes, correct.
1: But my counter to that argument would be, well... Food's only been industrialized for the last couple no, no, hundred I years. No, I completely agree. I completely so agree. So what what was the diet like that humans lived on for the last couple hundred thousand years? Correct. And so I, I guess the, there the point I'm trying to make There would have been in ketosis because we were starving The really. point I'm
2: trying to make is like what's better like growing and eating natural food or constantly testing ourselves and like constantly testing our bloods and constantly trying You know what I'm saying? Like
0: I, I feel like I think constantly testing it is a little bit... Uh, I feel like if
2: anything, the, the number one thing people need to do right now, starting right now, is just be hydrated, for the love of God.
0: Ooh, if you've ever pad- passed a kidney stone, you wouldn't argue that fucking thing no, right there. Hell no. Have you ever Not, passed a
1: stone? Never have, no.
0: I have never done that. Me neither, and it hurts like a motherfucker,
2: doesn't it, Ben? I definitely will tell you that if I had done it, it probably would have hurt very badly.
0: Lots of fucking pain is what I've heard, like fucking immense, a boulder rolling through your dick hole pain is what my
2: understanding
1: is. But this is caused by more than just dehydration, correct? No,
2: correct, but I think a lot of the situations we run into today is, hell, I find myself going a week or two without even drinking water. I'm drinking beer, I'm drinking uh, Monster, I'm drinking... And next thing you know, it's like, I've gone 14 days and I haven't had any water, and I feel like crap. And then all of a sudden, I stop doing that, and I start doing things like just getting hydrated, like... That's the first
0: step, I think. I think my 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 issue would have been uh, lack of water. What you just described—fucking fourteen straight days of soda. Which yeah. is these tonic waters. These save my life, dude. I drink four or five cans of this plus uh, bottle or uh, cups of water every day, and it's the only way I've stayed it hydrated. And I feel much healthier, much better. So
2: I'm not taking away from any of that stuff. I'm just saying that you know, like uh, any of the testing. I'm just saying that. It, there's, like, a lot of simple things that we probably should be doing that would be so much more healthy for us, the first of which is just be hydrated, for the love of God. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. I mean— I say I, as I drink my scotch. It's hard for me to imagine, like, uh, so they say, what, <laughs> 64 ounces of water, a day eight. Eight glasses of water a day is what they say. Eight, eight-ounce glasses, 64 yeah. ounces of water.
2: I don't know who they are, but yes, what, probably. Uh, you know who they are. Those people. No one knows who they are. Those creepy scientists, scientists that nobody knows
1: like, about. I mean, I just really try and imagine what, what was it like in the wild world before before there was a... a before the internet. Yeah, and before there was a tap <laughs> well, in, the, I'll tell in you, the kitchen. I'll tell you. Know, you before yeah. you had the kitchen sink. You want to know
2: what... So there's a really good book out called Of God and Guinness. It's an it's a it's the great story of the uh, the founding of the Guinness Brewery in Ireland, and one of the things that uh, they mentioned during that whole the saga of the Guinness Brewery is that back in the day when they started, I, I think it was like the 1600s, was it the 1600s before the American Revolution, is when this brewery started in Ireland. The it was actually safer to drink the beer because the beer was actually brewed, and and like you know water wasn't being boiled back then. And so the process of brewing beer made it so that the beer was actually safer than the water. What's
1: your guess, DJ? What year? What year to... Uh, was the Guinness uh, was it, Brewery founded? Like,
2: was it fifteen or 1600s? It was.
0: Oh, see, I wouldn't oh, have even gone was, back no, that God, far. It was, maybe I, it was the 1700s. I would have gone 1800s. It might have
2: been right around the time of the American Revolution. 1816. 17 something. 1816.
0: What is it? Get it, get it. 1759. Yes! So close. I wouldn't have gone to the 1800s if you didn't take it back that so,
2: far. So uh, I don't know, uh, 15 years ish before the American Revolution is when he founded this brewery. But the long and the short of it was that uh, that when they make all these statements about how Guinness is so great for you, like a lot of the advertisements were back in the back in the early 1900s, uh, they were saying that from the the perspective of the fact that the water in the area was actually worse than the beer because. The beer was actually brewed in a way that would kill any of the bacteria that was in the in the water.
0: That's a 300-year-old beer. Yeah. Guinness, is, Guinness
2: has been around for a long time, son.
0: And it's dark. And you have been Just nursing so that I scotch like a fucking woman.
1: I've never had a Guinness.
0: This scotch right here? You talking about this scotch? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that scotch, here it goes down. Down uh, into my belly. Uh, uh, Just kidding. Dude, God, if you please been, get, I'm get gonna, all I'm shitty
2: gonna, drunk, I'm gonna Randy Marsh it right now.
0: <laughs> if you, uh, if you've been into good scotches and whiskeys lately, I need to grab another scotch for you to, at some point tonight and okay. let you try it out. It's it's a very smooth. So, very smooth.
2: Con Hildebrandt, the master rigger up in uh, at Skydive Space in Dallas, has been. So, of course, he has a lot of saves. Yeah, and uh, he's got, which means he has a lot of booze, and so between the tequilas and the uh, the uh, The whiskeys, I've tried a lot of different stuff over the last two months, and they're pretty good. I'm not, I'm not really a hard liquor kind of person. Yeah, these are really good. I'm
0: not gonna lie, dude. Also, that whiskey I just uh, chugged was really good. That's a decent bottle for sure. It's one of my favorites as far as scotches go. uh, I just got introduced to a new scotch, uh, Aaron 15. I might be or 18. I might be pronouncing it wrong. Uh, Brian Tucker introduced me to it, and it's super affordable as far as bang for your buck goes. Nice. It's like I say, super affordable, hundred and ten dollar bottle. So is, p- for whiskey, that's pretty affordable. Yeah, and when <laughs> you yeah, and it's a hey, dude. Fu- it, I think it's gonna turn into it's my top three scotches after having it once. Nice. And wow, nice, dude. Excellent. Immediately, I was like, I, I was a little scared because I thought it was a two hundred dollar bottle, three hundred dollar bottle. I'm like, I don't want to regularly buy a three hundred dollar bottle of scotch. Fuck you. $100 bottle, of Scott Turner, $20 bottle, I can buy that. I, nice. I can swallow that. I'm not going to drink it every night. Um, oh, no, that's uh, like special occasions. Um, I, dude, I probably drink twice a week. I drink on the podcast, and other than that, I might drink again this week. Yeah, I probably won't. Huh. I drank three nights last week, and that was a heavy week, so I'm like, I cannot drink anymore because nice. I, I have that fear of falling back into drinking, Nice. which is, is something, Nick, that you mentioned earlier is you don't drink. You can stay off the mic. You're fine. Um, I don't want to distract you.
2: Hello, welcome back to the show. <laughs> um, Nick's over there looking at uh, I don't know what is it Pornhub on your phone? Hey, we're not going down that road right now. He Porn? Porn
1: snub, Pornhub. He actually hates that name. Yeah, he gets I, mad at me when I bring it up. I cannot pleasure myself via my mobile device. Okay, Re- no red tube for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not on my phone. <laughs> Perfectgirls.net. Just give it a try. <laughs> oh, I'll give it. I'll I'll have a I'll have a gander. Okay, so not about pornography. We're talking about uh, we're, to, uh, we're actually a talking about addiction. Let's we're actually talk talking about, about hard liquor, right
2: I'll now, Not not pornography. So
0: one of the nice things about a good scotch is it's a sip and drink.
1: One of I cannot I too- sip, I just don't know how to do it, I chug. Dude, you don't want to chug some of these scotches because look at that kombucha; it's like gone already. Look, a little bit left. Like literally, he's got like
2: I do not know how to sip an inch in that bottle, and that bottle's like really thick. I like to
0: swallow. I was the same way. I used to be a shots guy, drinks guy, and I learned to sip good scotches. And uh, dude, I I I can now have a few drinks at night. Moderate how much I drink because it is a sipping drink, and that's the thing. For a while, you were sipping it until I called you out, and I know, and then I
2: chugged it. So I I don't normally do that.
0: Would you like another glass? Yes, please. All right, cool. Um, I feel like I've earned it. So, you know, you talk about you don't know if you'd ever be interested in drinking that stuff. Uh, Dude, if you ever are, wait till I have that Aaron 18. Maybe I'll
1: have like a tiny little itty bitty.
0: Dude, if you had a sip, I'd be curious.
1: A little
2: tiny
0: girl
1: sip of it. Yeah, we can do that for A little tiny itty bitty baby sip. I've kissed you. I don't mind you drinking
0: out of my glass.
1: That's unsubstantiated gossip.
0: No, people Which have seen us yes. do it in public. Which is
1: once. on video.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm curious. Okay. As Are I you, look you in the eyes. Would you say nice. bi-curious? Would you say that you're bi-curious? I like where the tone went. Let's follow this. <laughs> Don't be your lady, baby. Isn't just it? be your baby lady. It's what? funny that like even though I know you guys can hear me, just because you're far away in the yeah, room, I feel, like, really I feel like I should still <laughs> have to talk loud. <laughs> I'm also curious, this, DJ. This is what are we
2: curious
0: day. about, DJ? I actually feel like when I talk to Ben, I speak. When I look at you, you're further away, so I do want to speak loud. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what are this we curious curious about? Talk to us. I have DJ quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us. So deep. Oh,
3: What's oh. That? oh, do it. Oh,
0: oh man. Oh. If you've never listened to the podcast in oh. earphones.
3: Oh. If you've Uh, never. uh, uh,
1: uh. Yeah, say some shit right now. If you've
3: never. Oh!
0: And
1: you wonder why I go to Pornhub. Shout out to John Barry. What's up? Uh. Okay. No, we're not going down the Pornhub road. It's not going there. Yeah, we're already down the Pornhub road. No, we can talk about licking buttholes, but we're not going to talk about Pornhub, all
2: right? Jesus, you lick one butthole.
3: Oh my God! And Jesus did that. <laughs> what
1: verse is that in the Bible? First
2: hesitations. And unto the
3: butthole he licked. First,
2: first hesitations. <laughs> one fifteen. Uh, uh, oh, we're going to hell.
0: I'm super happy we put this Footlocker here for a coffee table. Um, this has been super comfortable to have. How's that working out for you? <laughs>
2: it's, it's, you know, I haven't put my feet up on it yet, but I'm going. I'm
0: going to. Oh. It's, it's worked out pretty good. Oh. Um, I have. We have a few good guests coming up. We
1: have, no, <laughs> wait. I, he he's our. Wait. He's already talking really, about other guests. At this really point, it's like, this show is completely over. I'm Let's talk really, about another show in the future. You were going to ask me a serious question, weren't you? <laughs> well, it's
0: not necessarily to you, but it's it's to everybody in the world that listens to this. All like three of you. Uh, it's like eight right now, maybe. We Toss. have, a, yeah. We, dude, we are averaging 173 downloads per episode right now. Oh, wow, that's awesome. But who's counting? <laughs> that that number is increasing regularly, and I it just it's things I'm monitoring. You and I have some future goals, and uh, part of it is is growth and getting more people uh, uh, watching or listening. Um, well, what I've found, let me just
2: tell you this: what I found is I don't always have time to tune in uh, when you guys are Facebook living. Ah, oh, neither would I. But I have. All the time in the world to download those from iTunes and listen to them later. Yeah. Which is totally fun, dude. I've had... Uh, maybe it's just because every time you guys have a guest on, it's like one of my friends. And so I love just listening to it. But, so that's
0: what I'm curious about. Yeah. Now we're full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I have guest ideas, people I want to have on. Um, I am super close to being ready to have Stephen Boyd on. I hope he's ready to be on. Oh,
2: my gosh. That would be a great show.
0: Um, And I have a lot of directions I want to go with Stephen Boyd. One of them, I want to talk about just an episode with him about free flying and days of anomaly and team growth. I feel like a lot of our young jumper friends and our jumper friends. I'm going to tell
2: you right now. Yeah. You need to have Stephen Boyd on here like four or five times. You you want to talk about you want to talk about early free flying. You want to talk about his uh, jujitsu stuff that he's been doing, which is totally fucking awesome.
0: Personal oh, dude, relationships. That guy,
2: that guy has got so much to talk about. Like I would, oh man, I would go out of my way to like tune into that.
0: Yeah. I actually have some goals for you, him, and I that we need to work on together. And he, and, and we've talked naked. Some about these goals today. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. uh, so I have a lot of other decent ideas. Guru's definitely on the list. Claudia, Guru. next time he's <sighs> back for a Fly for Life camp, is going to come do his thing. Ooh, that'd be a great one, too. Um, we, we have a lot of cool ideas, but as far as people out there in Internet land, who are you curious to have on? People who are either watching this on Facebook Live, throw out some comments and let us know. If you're listening to this in podcast form, tell me in person, and here is one of the most warped fucking things I've ever heard. People ask me more about Ben Nelson than they ask me about anybody else they want you on. That's because Ben Nelson's an idiot. Because they feel better about themselves. Can I say that? People hear Ben Nelson, and they infinitely or immediately go, like, my life's not that bad. I'm not Ben Nelson. So they feel better. But I, I really I want to know what people are interested in. Uh, something that I think you and I started when we did this is my, my early statement was if the three people in the room are having fun were successful, <laughs> it's my only measure of success. And today that's still ultra important. I need to know from you when things aren't going our ways. You know, I, I you're as an important part of this as, as anybody else in the room is, including the guest. Well, okay. the
2: kombucha is gone, so that means that the night is almost we, over. Dude, uh, Anyway, No, we're only and we're and I, only, half it's only
0: like yeah, it's like eight. Yeah, come on. Uh, the other thing we're is we're only halfway there. Now, <laughs> now we. I want to start. over it. What people want because oh. we've actually got to a point where we actually have an okay audience growing.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it's weird to think about the strangers that watch it. You know, like when I think about like when you look out at a oh, crowd. I've never, I've never thought at, about at 170 that. At one hundred
2: and seventy people, I, I feel like I never even thought about that. There are. 170 people, I just assumed they were all our friends, but are there people out there that are listening that yeah, have there never met us? No, absolutely. I Which didn't even think weird. about that.
0: I Dude, I got a m- Facebook message, or Gravity Lab Radio got a Facebook message uh, about a week ago from a dude named Jeff uh, from England. I don't know the dude. I looked at him on Facebook. We have no mutual friends. Well, we have very few mutual friends, but they're not truly mutual yeah. friends. And some random dude friends. and said, hey, yo, bro, do you have any more of those stickers? Will you mail me some? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And, uh, nice. And, you Very know, nice. I mail them to the UK. It's a couple bucks to mail to the UK. Whatever. I don't mind that one bit. But no clue who this dude is. Just ask for stickers. And yeah,
2: but says when he you really send them to do. England, don't they have to be
0: ye old Gravity Lab stickers?
3: <laughs>
0: that was... <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening to Gravity Lab Radio this <laughs> oh, week. On. Ben, it was great having <laughs> <are> you.
1: <laughs> Nick, what are we doing next Ye week? The old Gravity Lab. Um, you know what? Fuck you guys. Next dude. week, we're having yeah. on Jump Package members Glenn Downing and Chris Schubert. Hey, dude,
0: can you take a Saturday or Sunday off from the drop zone one year?
1: One, <laughs> one year? year? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dude, so oh, Valerie if Ben Nelson's not here anymore, you can take them all. Valerie
0: off. and I love going to uh, the Renaissance uh, Oh, Renfest. man, I mm-hmm. wish I could go to Renfest. And I would actually love going with you.
1: Do, do I get to wear a silly outfit? Yeah,
0: you get to dress as a hobbit. I've never dressed up. Gone hey, Ben.
1: Yeah, you're, you're a hobbit. You're, shiny, you're tiny. You're I want man. to. You know what I like about you, Ben? And you you're ben? A, and you're a big, hairy feet. Ben, you know what I like about you? Nothing. That you're a super great guy, and you're a really good friend. <laughs> and I'm so excited to talk at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God! <laughs> just
2: General delete be my ever. browser history, please, please. Oh, hold
1: on. What are you? Is it your iPad? Is that what I need to get? Need anything, to get to everything,
2: first? anything that's electronical, like my phone, my iPad, any computers. I'll just burn it. Just you know what? Delete the history.
1: What are we gonna find, man? I'm
2: www.clownpenis.fart <laughs> Is the one that I normally go to. Ben's the proud
1: owner of the domain <laughs> grannybacon.com.
0: Isn't that South Park clown penis fart? Uh,
1: no, that was a Saturday Life.
0: That's That was it. I knew it was some stupid make
1: make fun of the internet. Comedy. Hang on, can we talk seriously about this Renaissance Festival? You're gonna need yes, to sell me no, on this? Yes, no, I want to see this. And yes, you. Yeah, have to dude, we just thought habit.
0: going with you and Sam and grabbing a couple other friends and going to RenFest one fucking. Valerie and I go regularly. It's a fucking ye good time. <sighs> um, love seeing the people in dress. We've never dressed before, but if we go with
1: the right friends, fucking find it a costume. Oh, are there people dressed up that are like working at the Renaissance Festival? Yeah. Peop- yes. Okay, yes. Okay, but, so Everyone I, if, that works there is dressed up. But if I have a good enough costume, I can just stand somewhere and pretend to work there yes. and like talk shit to people. So yes, most could.
0: people there don't always know it, but I feel can't like you can tell could the be... difference between guests and people who work there, except for you might notice they have a special button. On.
2: I feel like you could be. Well, I'm going to old... beat up a nerd
0: and steal his button. I feel Fuck. like, yeah.
2: I feel like you could be ye old town crier. Hear ye, hear ye!
0: My butthole is open for service, dude. There are <laughs> there are set members, <laughs> there are guests, there are people who work there. Their job is to instigate fun, and they will instigate actually
2: get it. Oh, they God. will actually get
0: people who are there as instigate just guests, dressed up and running around town acting like idiots. They will get people playing games yeah. with them. They're, they're called. Hey, will,
1: uh, they're called town criers. You want to play the rape game?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's
1: the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> who,
0: who fucked that up the other day? Was it uh, Hank? Maybe
2: I don't remember. You want to play? He, and he was like, "Yes." And you're like, oh. "Oh, you're taking all the sport out of it, sir." <laughs> it was, I think, in the video room. So I don't think it was Hank. Maybe not. We gotta be careful with all this Harvey Weinstein
0: stuff going around. Yeah, hey, I put it in the contract. It's okay. It's all on the level. You listen. You listen to Rogan, and so Jesus. you've probably heard this. But Jesus. of all the I'm girls so sorry, coming people out, people out
2: there in internet land,
0: of all the girls coming out complaining about Harvey Weinstein, how many aren't coming out because they said yes? Uh, Way more of them sucked his dick and aren't coming out than I are. I feel about awkward it. talking about this, <laughs> dude. He made the careers of people by sleeping with him. Dude, he did it for their own good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't wow, know. I don't just totally Dude, like, shit just I'm, got I'm awkward. I'm kidding, I think in I'm Hollywood though, No, I'm like seriously in Hollywood, like if you want to be famous, like even if you want to be a politician, like if you want to be a big, powerful person, you're gonna do some rotten shit and you're gonna be surrounded by people doing worse stuff than you. Is That's done? how they got there. Is Braden Smith gonna suck a cock?
0: That's the question. Another one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know our boy, Big Smith, he's back in town. He yeah. Hung
2: out yeah. With oh, yeah, yeah, man.
0: I saw him yesterday.
2: God
1: damn it. What a great guy. Yeah. Do you know what is he's doing? Because he said he's not telling you. Uh, I'm pretty sure he already told me. I'm but pretty I'm sure not. he did Wait, well. if, if he said I he's heard, not going to tell him, I'm not going to out him on a podcast. I heard that he is doing some, um, uh, what's the
2: word I'm looking for? What's the porn that's, oh, soft <laughs> porn. Yeah, soft porn. I heard he's doing soft porn.
0: No, hardcore gay. No. <laughs> Well, maybe. No, uh, Braden has talked forever about doing comedy, and he's dabbled in comedy. But he's dabbled. actually going to go uh, travel out to L.A. for a short time and give it a legit effort, a legit try.
2: I'm going to – I'm. you know what? If he does a – if he gets a video on Netflix, I'm watching that video because that guy's hilarious.
0: Dude, you know, of course, he's going to mainly be doing open mics and working as uh, – He's going to open some mics. Yeah, he is. Uh, but did he tell you that part?
1: The open mic stuff, like in Michigan with his brother?
0: Yeah, so he's told you everything. Yeah, we're best friends. So (laughs) last night he sat here. We we sat here last night (laughs) shooting the shit, and he's like, I'm not telling Nick Lott any of this. I'm like, Nick Lott was the one who told me you're coming to town to do this. No,
2: Nick Lott just said he was coming.
0: Didn't he, aren't you the one who told me this, that he was coming and he was going to be Oh, here yeah. He said he was like coming. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. He, he kept How deep his, was
2: he coming? Was he coming deep?
0: Six inches. He kept his uh, truck in our garage as a storage unit. Yeah. And the <laughs> only reason I knew he was coming to actually get his truck out of the garage was I, but I'm But positive it was you who told me. And last night, he's like, yeah, I'm not telling Nick. I'm like, Nick told me you're fucking showing up, asshole.
1: Maybe he was just making a joke about the last time he came to town.
0: No, he, uh, he also says you guys are best friends, and he's told you so many times he's
1: going to try comedy. Yeah, I have I told him, I almost friendship broke up with him. I said, if you're not on stage doing stand-up comedy by this date, we're over. And that's why he's not telling you,
0: because he's lied to you so many times about it already. I'm just saying, at the end of the day,
2: when he has his Netflix special, I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to download it, and I'm going to play it
1: over and over, and I'm going to tell everybody how I know him, because he's amazingly funny. Have you ever been lied to by one of your friends, and then you find out that your friend lied to you? Like, how many jump numbers you have. <laughs>
3: Oh! What? Whoa Did I wait?
1: What? Whoa (laughs) How'd you say the thing That we were all thinking? (laughs) I said Shay
0: Sheen involved So yes I've been lied to About friends And and that We have no evidence Or proof of Of Nick Lott lying to friends? Of Shay Heenan Mall Whatever Uh, We got got enough We got enough So anyways Yes
2: (laughs) I lost. So wait. I don't so anyways, at, at the end of the day, Braden is gonna do some comedy, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: And Ben's driving the bus.
2: I will fucking watch that shit.
1: So yeah, I feel like that's f- your commitment to his comedy career. If yes. he comes out with a special, <laughs> I'll hit play. That's that's me being a supportive friend. Uh, I'll, well, I'll <laughs> share it. I don't
2: know what to tell you, like. I am confident that whatever he comes out with is going to be amazingly successful because that guy's amazingly funny. I,
1: I think his stories and oh hang on, I gotta find the right screen, and especially like just his <sighs> brand of humor is pretty specific. Like yeah, to, very to very a, specific. Like, very I think fun. that's why it works so would, well. Would it be
2: would we say frat boy specific would be
1: the best way to describe it? No, I don't know. I mean, he frat does bro. really well in front of skydivers, though. You know, because oh, man, we just he just does ha- it great. In front generally, of skydivers. have an offensive sense of humor. So I, I really want to go see him just bomb somewhere at a place that just doesn't <laughs> I, get his jokes. Know, like, wait, even though his jokes wait, would be hilarious you, you and know, I would be losing my that's mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. But I just want to see him we bomb would be in like, sitting a there, place. We
2: would be sitting there watching him bomb and we would be laughing hysterically because everything he said would be so hilarious. To us,
1: yeah, but then you that have would the comedy, like of the atmosphere of just yes, hearing crickets correct. and the rest of the room and these uptight <laughs> people just not enjoying correct. it. God, it would be great. Correct. I would there buy would be... tickets to that show. Oh man,
2: I would love that show. I would love that show. And also because every comedian has to have some bomb shows, they have to. And I would love to watch it because the bomb show for him would still be the best show we've ever seen in our lives because we get his humor.
0: It'd be worth it. It's hilarious. Man, Braden, I, I wish I've heard, you, you've heard, and you've heard as well, Ben, that Br- Braden threw out a little freestyle, not freestyle, but a little rap out there that. We'll probably never get to hear publicly. Oh my God! Yes, it's amazing. He, uh, it's, I think I have it on my Dropbox. I have it on my OneDrive. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we still probably will never hear it publicly.
2: And I'm sorry. Uh, Wait, are we talking about open pu- open palming someone? Oh my God! Yeah, if you want to smack
0: a planet, yeah. Oh my God! Oh my God! God bless him. <laughs> so God bless he him. He apparently has done a second song, but it's a Saipan-based crew. Yeah, I think
1: I what? heard a little bit of this. I didn't song. get to hear that one. I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't actually hear. Maybe he just told me that he was he was writing it. But yeah.
0: Dude, what, I have
1: I, whatever let's, we let's do. Let's come up with our own rap battle track against him.
0: I feel like this
2: is a, a worthy cause. Wow. Um, I'm on board with all of this.
0: I don't know how good that's going to go because I'm white as fuck when it comes to rapping. Which is weird because you're not, you're totally Asian. I don't know if you know that. Only in my crotch area. I actually only <laughs> claim the Asian card to get away with a small penis. Which well, is, no, I that's true. Your
2: dick is Asian and your face is like jihadi. Jihadi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that did I wow, did I end this whole conversation? Ben. Dude,
1: let's be real. Jihad me
2: at
0: hello. The Muslims <laughs> were impersonating the Japanese. We crashed our planes into ship first. True. Go fuck yourself. True story. Muslims. Not Muslim like nice people, terrorist.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Cause now now you're you're gonna have to have a rap line that rhymes with kamikaze somehow. Or bonsai.
2: I mean kama bonsai. Bonsai Bonsai is I don't, a tree I don't Bonsai
1: m- is my grandfather Bonsai. God, see there you go Getting all fucking Chinese on us <laughs> 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 We're all, all Chinese <laughs> in the same Wow, got it. wow we're you, really, racist, yeah. you racist You yeah.
0: racist piece of shit you motherfucker. Uh,
1: Hang on, weren't we talking about something serious Again, before uh, this Comedy, I don't know I don't We know.
0: talked about braiding We talked about what people want to see on the show um, We were talking about Nepal uh, Ben has crabs no chlamydia. Oh,
2: yeah, Crabbies. So th- They're herpes with crabs. We Krabbies. also
0: were talking about the film festival and how it went. Oh, yeah, man. It was awesome. So I want to know. I want to kind of talk with you guys. And so you asked if I had plans for tonight. Here's my plans for tonight. This is legitimately my plan for tonight. We are having an on-the-air Gravity Lab business meeting. That is actually my goal. We're testing out a new setup. Well,
1: the five people that are still watching are about to quit. They're ba- yeah, they're yeah they are. basically. Well, no, those are basically the board members.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're the board and
2: board.
3: <laughs> I mean,
1: at this point in
2: time, they're Bored. pretty much the board members. Um, uh, boring members.
0: Number one, but uh, we, we have a few things to talk about. I want to ask you about that. But what do you guys see for the film festival next year? What I mean, what can we do differently from your direction in Dallas? Uh,
2: I think uh, at the end of the day... It uh, it was a matter of people being able to see the the types of videos that were being submitted and the types of videos that won. I like it, Like we said earlier, I feel like we took the uh, the promotion video and they people were using that as the example of what they were competing against. That
1: was their gold standard. I, I and, didn't you know, hear I, I, anyone I, say that. No,
2: no, I've heard. Actually, no, here I did. I heard. I heard multiple people say that, and I don't want to. Again, Nick, I don't want to like embarrass you or anything but your videos are amazing that video was good i will take that that compliment so anyways at the end of the day the logos were dope now that we've seen the videos that were submitted and the videos that won i feel like everyone's going to be able to see like oh well like i can compete in this not not to say that the videos are terrible but if you're going to compare uh if you're going to compare your uh gold video to his diamond video it's going to be tough
0: yeah, I, and you've seen all the videos from both locations. I think it's fair to say a majority of Houston's videos would have done well in Dallas.
2: Absolutely correct.
0: And I think here we did a lot better because you said you didn't hear anybody say they were competing against Nick. But you don't know how many conversations I had, and I think that was what was missing at Dallas was people there to to help con- encourage people and convince them, like, yeah. no, you're not competing with Nick Lot. When I say you're not competing with Nick Lot, he's not entered. But more importantly. He has an exceptional skill set. And, and, and we argue about
1: talent, but skill set you I want. have a lot of practice. That's what i was joking. I was
2: joking about the Steven Spielberg thing. <laughs> but but let's be honest. Tarantino. You know, I, it's, you're, when, I appreciate the compliment. When you try and compare uh, a Ben Nelson video to a
1: Nick Lott video, it's like, it's like I've comparing... I've seen some pretty good Ben Nelson videos. It's just been a couple years. I know. It's, fell but off, again, I,
2: again, it's like comparing Steven Spielberg to... Um, I don't know. What's a really crappy...
1: Michael Bay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael Bay is a, a genius. He
1: is... Oops. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, God. That guy
0: sucks.
2: Yes, but it is. It's like comparing uh, Steven Spielberg to M. Night.
0: To Ron Howard. To M. Night. Ron Howard. To M. Night. <laughs> <laughs> M. Night Howard. Dude, do you know who Ron Howard is?
1: Yeah, the fucking red-headed nerd from... Uh, Opie. Uh, yeah. What, he did what Apollo show? 13. That was an amazing movie. That is an amazing movie. Dude, he did a great job. But He just just was wanted also wanted doing the new Han
0: Solo... Uh,
2: solo Star Wars. No movie. shit. Yes. Fuck yes, dude. Um. Anyways, so that's kind of where I was at with uh with the videos. So one of the things I'm gonna out do of, to, out of
0: to address that is once we announce the film festival, which we need to announce it three months ahead, easily to give people time. Absolutely. Uh, the exact date. People already know what's gonna happen. My goal is to release. Every one, two, three weeks, a video from this year's film festival, so people see the standard. Idea.
2: Also, I think uh, if people know that we're going to do it again next year, we may we may put out that we're going to be doing it three months prior. But they know now a year in advance that we're going to do it again.
1: It's going to be October again. Yeah.
0: Not ish. sure. Hunt,
1: ish, hunt, ish, hunt ish. for the Red Cocktober? Yes, ish, for sure. Title of my next video.
0: Um, Dude, are you friends with Andrew Stake on Facebook? S-T-A-I-C-H? I, I, I don't Andrew think so. Uh, look for a video called Swoop Hunter, and that is one of the things that was missing this year at the film festival. So so this is is no something skitches,
1: uh, you'd sketches. like me to show on the podcast um, right now? You don't have to
0: show, but share on the comments. Uh, and Swoop dude, Hunter? Yeah, and there was no...
2: Uh, Swoop Hunter is a... a, a, a um, What's Shut a, up, man. No, no. It's a takeoff of MILF Hunter, no, which is uh, which is <laughs> uh, pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's decent. It's not amazing. But uh, there's a lot of swooping and MILFs
0: involved. Mom's oh, my teams. God.
1: It's a crocodile hunter joke. Yes. Crikey. Oh, well, crikey. Absolutely. Oh, shit, yeah.
0: And it was shot at mainly Elsinore, uh, Elsinore area, not just what the drop zone. What year was this made? Oh four, oh three, somewhere around there. Oh wow, that's a lifetime ago. And a guy named uh, Tigger was actually the, the, the croc hunter. You have swoopers from all types in there. You're right, uh, dude. It, it's a great video, and that's the thing we didn't get this year. Around was a good sketch or skit, and I, I do feel like throw we, the gauntlet uh, down.
2: Uh, so I will say this: that. I feel like a really good sketch has a has a really good opportunity to win.
1: You know, those are the funnest videos to talk about. God damn it, I keep putting up stupid solo Ben Nelson. <laughs> the the sketch videos, like the, the look sexy solo ben The looking Nelson. to build video. Do you remember the sketch that we yes. had planned for the beginning? Oh dude, that we, never no never fucking Shh, happened. Don't don't ruin it. I'm we're, not gonna ruin no, it. No, we're making that. We are making that. But right now Carlos and I are trying to film a sketch for the beginning of the keep a tropical video. Do you need and, some help with Ben Nelson? I'm here another day. No, it's just it's just hard to get people to be in front of the camera and it's, to do it, you know? It's totally. Like with Braden, it's super easy because Braden will be in front of the camera and be silly. Dude, I you, you've got me trained now. I'm interested in helping. You're not invited. Okay. Wow. It's me and Carlos. It's white people. No, only. for
0: other things. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Carlos is the whitest Venezuelan we know. There's that guy no, is the whitest
0: Venezuelan we know. <laughs> no fucking doubt about that. That guy loves it. McDonald's like
2: nobody's yeah, business. Jesus. He's it's the crazy. second
0: whitest Latin dude I know. Jorge is the whitest Latin motherfucker I know.
1: Yeah, I thought he was a white boy. <laughs> yeah. What's up, George? Oh, yeah. Jorge <laughs> is. Noble English. Yeah. Wait, is he flying now? I
0: haven't seen him. I've been here two days. I haven't seen
2: him. Yeah, his
1: arms are really tired. <laughs> from all his flying. Yeah, he's flying right now. He just flew in.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, if it's Aaron's days off, it's his days off. They try to match days off, but he, he's back here. When they first showed up, he went to Orange. Yeah, he was up in Orange. Yeah, no, he's back here full time.
2: First of all, I just want to say I love both of those guys. Orange, you glad he's back? Aaron is a... Fu- is a can I say a fucking, can I say fucking badass? I, I, we've said fucking
1: like at least 50 times All right, today. Well,
2: Aaron's a fucking badass. She's got how many scatters now?
0: 13,000? 12,000.
2: 12,000? Yeah. Oh God, she's awesome. And then Jorge, what
0: a good pilot, and a great skydiver, and a great skydiver. Well. Yeah, he's I think somewhere around four thousand jumps. Also super white. Have you seen the jumpsuits <coughs> that she's made? Oh yeah, I have actually, and uh, they're amazing. Yeah, have you seen what she's done for jumpsuits?
1: Uh, I've seen the ones that she wears that she's made. Yeah, I've seen everything
0: yeah. she's wearing she's made, and I actually pay attention every now and then, and I and I will not even come close to the right name. She has uh, some Spanish name for whatever type of flower it is she uses for her logo. That that name is on all her jumpsuits. You'll see her wearing a jacket with that name on it. She made that fucking jacket. And it looks like yeah something you would buy from fucking oh, yeah, Patagonia totally. or North Face or 510. She is, she
2: is amazing.
0: Dude, unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, she is trying to set up shop. She's trying to actually build jumpsuits and actually. Start I'm her gonna own say, thing. as
2: soon as she gets that up and running, she's mm-hmm. gonna have all my business.
0: It's uh, I am put, I am her and I have had a conversation recently about how soon she's gonna do it, because I don't currently have a need for jumpsuits. But if I order something in the next X time frame, yeah, should I order it from her instead? Uh, yeah,
2: she's amazing. So She'll do amazingly good work.
0: I know her goal is sooner than later, and I won't share that. That's her business to share. That's her business to deal with. But, uh, dude, I cannot wait to see her. Well, anyways, they're a bit of a skydiving power couple. They're fucking badass. They're badass. Both of them are super (coughs) badass. (coughs) She's getting her examiner rating, so she can actually Oh, is she really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's dope. She's one course away from completing all the requirements for her tandem rating outside of going to UPT for a class or two. Nice. Uh, and then the she's going to be
2: a fantastic uh,
0: examiner. She already does a great job. Yeah. We're going to be offering Spanish classes. You nice. want you want a course in Mexico? We're going to send Aaron. Oh man, that's great. You don't speak English. You want to come here? And she's actually already, she already done a course under my supervision in Spanish. Somebody goes, "How do you know the person's learning?" Because I give them an emergency, and, and they do it. They yeah. do the handles in the right order. They do everything. I watch the videos. It's pretty obvious when you speak with your hands. You know it, yeah. w- if they're doing right or wrong. He pulled the handles out of order. He's not doing it right. She is a fucking. Talented bitch. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely love Aaron. She's going to be a great addition. Hank does a great job. Uh, there's a couple other guys in the pipeline. You know, Doug and Dan and Dallas do a great Hell job.
2: Hell yeah. they. D- oh, man. They do great. Yeah. I've uh, really been enjoying working with both of them, actually.
0: Dude, Dan uh, is the assistant manager now.
2: Yeah, I have uh, I have Dan working as my assistant manager, and uh, what a great job he's doing. And TB has stepped up roles. TB has stepped up. He's doing a little bit of marketing for us now, which is uh, awesome. So Tyler Barton. TB is Tyler Barton. Uh, yeah, he's been stepping up the game. You know, he's been injured, which means he hasn't been really doing any jumping. Uh-huh. But uh, in not doing any jumping, that means he's been doing a lot of uh, other stuff for us in, in the realm of... Uh, <coughs> A, he's a computer genius, so he's mm-hmm. been helping us uh, with some computer stuff. But also, uh, he's been doing a lot of marketing stuff, too, and he's been doing a great job.
0: When we get off the air, I need to hand you some uh, paperwork. I need to hand you some stuff for, for Instructor Business at Spaceland. Awesome. Uh, things that Steve and I have been working on together. So cool. I, I say it now just so you can help me remember. Uh, I think you'll like what, what we're putting together now. Um Dude, Tyler, I'm super stoked. I never thought he'd be a full time skydiver, but he is now.
2: He's doing it. Yeah, he's living the dream. I mean, with the exception of uh, this injury that he's been dealing with, but uh, we're hopefully going to have him back up in the air in the next couple of weeks. It'd be yeah. nice to see, man. Yeah.
0: Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I forget the other part. Of, I told you it was a stupid business meeting. I forget the, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about while we were here. If we're all going to kiss each other. You're sick. I'm not going to kiss you this week. Exactly. Uh, what we were talking about. So you though, just have to kiss me somewhere that's not you my mouth. Sick freak. Goals for next year's <laughs> film festival. <laughs> wow. Is establishing that it happened, and I think having one is part of that establishment. Hey everyone,
1: we had a film festival. Tell everybody what do you think amazing. we need to do different and better next year. Um, uh, you should let me uh, compete because I could really use a new goal. A new no, I'm just talking shit. A new no. No, was-
2: no at, that's a new no, bro. Not for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not for you. Well played, sir. No, I
1: thought it was really good. Uh, it so, was first fun of all, hey, did, will I, you shut the fuck up? Hey, no, I'm Quit not. interrupting me. I'm not. He asked me. I do want to say. You did consider it a puke piece of shit. I do want to say. You have a volume knob. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. I want. <laughs> so, you asked me about the film festival, which uh, I really liked. It was a lot of fun. It was. I thought it went off pretty well for being our first film festival. For being a bunch of equipment that we, you know, hadn't really used, I expected us to have a couple of glitches, but uh, no, it was super simple. And it was good. Dude. I had two bags, two bags of popcorn, and my first ever keg beer.
0: It was. Do we floated that keg in less than two hours? It was a good time. I dude, hate all of you. That wireless transmitter system we used for, uh, for the, the, the film fest. <laughs> for the microphone, for the film oh, festival. I really
1: thought you were serious. I was
0: like, yeah, that fucking microphone was badass, right? <laughs> I actually have it hooked up in my house now, so we can have we have a fight Saturday night. It'll be on this TV and the TV in the front Wait, room which, at the same time. Which?
2: mic
1: <laughs> Are you a fight fan at all, Ben? Which microphone are you talking about?
0: No, not microphone. So we hooked up a wireless transmitter from the computer we were hey, broadcasting on? on. God, I hate. You, Nick. <laughs> I hate you. Nick. <laughs> If you're listening to this, uh, he is constantly (laughs) bringing
1: that (laughs) in. Oh, Oh, I hate you. I'm the only one allowed. I can do whatever I want. Hey, everyone, you want to hear about the the coolest thing that happened ever to me when I was 12? Oh, so it's a wireless HDMI transmitter, so you, you plug one side into the projector, the other side into the computer, and then you don't have to have a big, long HDMI cable running between the two. So uh, it, it uh, I think we were having a problem, a struggle, about how we were going to keep the computer out to the side and have me driving without sitting in front of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then HDMI transmitter was the perfect fix. Awesome. I don't know. I feel like it belonged to the drop zone, so maybe he acquired one of his own. But, uh, huh. but yeah, interesting. It's, it's a pretty fancy piece of equipment. That's interesting. How did you guys run the show in Dallas?
2: Uh, so we did it through uh, the Internet uh, by having them connect to so the people that submitted videos submitted them via uh, YouTube or Vimeo or, you know, any other service that they're that we can access normally by internet. I think there was a couple that introduced their videos with uh, by having them on a a, a flash drive. Okay, but and uh, was that a
1: problem for you guys? Could no, you make that work? No,
2: we it, we totally made it work. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't think we had anyone who wanted to submit a video that didn't work for whatever reason. The only problem we had was uh, Bobby's resolution. He gave us a pretty low-resolution video, but it still didn't really look that bad on the the projector.
0: Hey, you have that in HD, that link. Do I? Remember, he sent it to you, and we couldn't get it figured out in time.
1: Yeah, well, the problem is... Someone's sending it to him. Someone's giving him permission to view the Dropbox link, not giving me permission. They're ah. giving him, who's signed in with his email address, permission to, so to view couldn't this So you could still link. do anything with so it? So to, to me, in my email address, I'm forwarded to a link that he, if he signed in on, on my computer with his uh, login information for his email, I bet it would work. But on a five-minute call, <laughs> that's, we just didn't have time.
0: That, okay, and that evening, I didn't get quite the explanation because we were flying. You just told me it wasn't going to work. I'm like, okay. If you say it doesn't work as far as email video shit goes, I, that's pretty easy to believe. Um, <coughs> I still am trying to – I sent him a message still waiting for the HD version because I'd like to share the HD version, not the uh, potato version. It's not that potato. Who's, who's the video? Bobby McCormick. He did Chris Fudala's 1K tattoo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I want to share that, but I just – I cannot get the HD version. It's It's been a pain in the butt. Huh so we're going to share the uh, Dallas videos this week I need to upload them we actually I created a Vimeo channel for uh, gravity we had Miami some we had some videos. good ones man it was good it was a good time yeah. have you seen the Dallas videos at all yet just Tyler's I'll have to send you a link to to watch the rest of them I think and you've seen Icarus there's some good stuff man some really good stuff that's of the course. one we watched with uh uh Luke Rogers that one night
1: you showed up and we previewed. oh okay yeah, yeah Icarus right. is what it was it ended up uh-huh. being titled there, there's a new documentary oh. that I think you know about, Icarus, oh, about uh, doping in, in sports. Was it called Icarus? It's on Netflix, Icarus. Mm-mm. Oh, well.
2: Uh, I saw that. It looked really good.
1: It's a good documentary. It's, Is uh, it really? It's about the Russian-sponsored doping program for Olympic and professional wow. sports.
2: Yeah, I saw the preview for that, and it looked really like interesting.
1: It was good. I liked it. Nice. Uh, but the I think the director creator of that film was on Joe Rogan's podcast not too long ago. Huh. Dude, I, I don't remember his name.
0: I uh I, it's so out of I have not listened to Rogan in a while. Um I've actually been very out of touch with podcasts in general for about a month, month and a half now. I don't
2: He's, know. He uh, said I've been in distress since I've been gone. Dude,
0: since you've been gone, I've been heartbroken. Since you've been gone. No, since I've been it, gone. It actually as you know, uh, when Juno right before the Hurricane Harvey <laughs> right after Hurricane or right sure. before Hurricane Harvey hit, the dynamic of leadership of the drop zone changed dramatically with you and Steven taking the, the helm over steve and jason and so we went from four guys kind of running the ship to two guys yeah and then you went to dallas to figure out the ken thing mm-hmm. so you and steven have been run fairly thin it's been an interesting uh, couple months yeah. i'm not yeah. gonna lie and i've uh i've been doing my best to help out with and you have had a, had a few yep. conversations and so my time gratefully, is
2: gratefully gratefully so by the way oh dude
0: yeah, it's my, my my honor dude to be able to be part of the, of the, of the help there I've dedicated a lot of extra time to helping Steven with side projects. Awesome. And so my extra time has been 8 hours a day at this desk if I'm not in the DZ I'm writing something. We have some meetings coming up for USPA. Excellent. Yeah, I, oh yeah, excellent. I was yeah. looking forward to hearing about though. Uh dude, it's, uh, I'm I'm interested because I've yeah. gone to these meetings for years. Now, I'm these
2: are the uh, uh these are the meetings for um standardization of uh yeah. Of uh, uh, accelerated free fall programs and tandem Tandems. examiners. Yeah, tandem examiners.
0: So to be an examiner, you have to go to this meeting every two years. Nice. And it's a standardization meeting, which do they uh, do the meeting every
2: two years or is it every year? You just have to go to one every two years.
0: Every two years. And okay. so historically, it's been only AFF, and the AFF historically part is uh, once a year, once every two years, in one location. And when there was three examiners, it wasn't a big deal. When there was a dozen of us, it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Now there's somewhere near or more than 100 of us. Wow. You can't have a productive meeting with that many. That's too many of us. Yeah, that's a lot. My my straight-up opinion, there's too many of us. Um, For AFF examiners and tandem examiners and coach. But um, the uh, standardization meetings are hard when you have over 100 people. You can't interact with them all. So USPA, starting this year, every odd year is the meetings. They're doing five instead of one, spread throughout the U.S. and Europe. So is it like regional? Uh, so, yeah, they're trying to do regional. Nice. Um, CSC, I think, hosted one. We're hosting one here in uh, Houston. Uh, San Diego hosted one. So with the number of uh, examiners, every region has at least 10? Ten? 10 examiners? Uh, dude, I've heard 20 to 25 people in this meeting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Per per region? Uh, well, and it's some hard to say. Some
2: regions may be less, but some regions may be more.
0: You know, if you're talking U.S. regions versus USPA regions, that's very different statements. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Because USPA regions are much smaller, much more condensed. Yep, yep. Um. So now, a- and tandem meetings are new. That's happened in the last uh four years. Awesome, that's great. So now they're doing them together. Tandem one day, AFF the decide- actually AFF day one, tandem day two. That's amazing. They're awesome. actually going to start doing these meetings for coaches eventually, I believe. Really, don't know if it's going to happen. It's going uh, before co- the board. coach examiners. Yep. Nice. And every two years, you meet together. These are the problems we're seeing. These are the solutions that we need to happen. This is standardization. For example, in the AFF meeting, our score sheet says you must do such and such in this amount of time. We're actually going to very clearly make some statements in the meeting saying, this is the amount of time. This is how you interpret that line. That line has a description in the book, but it has some subjectivity left in the description that people are using it to their discretion uh, unfairly. In my opinion, Uh, most guys are doing well with it or a lot of guys are doing well with it. But, uh, we're, we're going to lay down a little bit stronger standard at these meetings. Nice. And that's their goals.
2: Well, when there's room for interpretation, there's room for people slipping through the cracks.
0: And that's the problem. That's yeah. why there's too many examiners. Are they actually making it harder to become examiners. They're making it uh, more... Which, which I think is good. I, Dude, I think there's too many examiners. Yeah. And somebody asked me, if you don't make the cut as an examiner... I'll say that means there's that many people above me and ahead of me who should be, and I will support them and work with them. Yep. I will help them. I will do whatever they need me to do to be an evaluator. Nice. I don't fucking care who you go to; just go to somebody good. Yeah. Whether it's me or fucking Watkins or Jay Stokes, there's some really good examiners in this world. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: well, I'll say at the end of the day, I'm uh, super. Um, I'm super glad that the uh, the instructors that go through the training here at SpaceLand, whether it's Dallas or Houston. They go through the rating center, which means I don't have to worry at the end of the day when I get a new uh, instructor that has gone through the program. I know that they've done what they've needed to do in order to, to pass. Yeah, Because they're not going to pass the uh, rating center course if they're not able to actually do it.
3: That, I don't have
2: to, I don't have to worry about it when I see people come in and it's like, oh, man, this guy is kind of making me nervous. When he goes through the course, if he passes the course, I know that he's able to do it.
0: That's the hard part. I firmly believe that we can train a lot of jumpers to do what we're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. But for the average jumper, a seven-day AFF course is the most intense jumping they'll ever do. Correct. They'll never stay that current at jumping, number one. And number two, they'll never stay that current at dealing with bad students. So I firmly believe people can make it through the process and then a year later not hold the abilities they once trained to because they didn't keep current. Certainly. Absolutely.
2: So I would. Ins- you, could, you could pass it. You know, with a, I compare this a lot to uh, my past medical training, right? You go through. Yeah. Uh, you go through school. You get your uh, your medical license, and then uh, just having that doesn't mean that you're awesome. It means that um, you still have to whatever service you go work for, whatever hospital you're at, whatever, wherever you're at, they still make you go through a process to prove that you're able to do what you're doing, and in the meantime if i were to get my license and then walk away from it for 10 years and come back i'm not going to be as effective as i would be if i had gotten in this, into it and had spent the the last decade being active as a member of that uh, that society that i'm licensed to to participate in it's, just a, lot, it's a lot like uh, stp it's like or uh, excuse me aff if you get your ff rating or your tandem rating and then you don't use it for six months yeah you you're going to have problems when you start actually using it
0: it's definitely a uh different world tandem actually at least has the uh requirements that you have to do so many in every 90 days yes correct so uh, but also i can see not doing aff for four or five months and still maintaining a strong belly set that works with it because you're still belly flying Mm -hmm. assuming
2: that you're already current uh as a as a Skydiver, yeah. I and mean, if you if you have the bare minimums, I was tra- I was looking back. I was thinking about this the other day when I first got my coach rating through the rating center. Oh God, I don't even know how many years ago it was. I had I barely had enough jumps to actually be able to. I think I had 130 jumps when I got my coach rating.
0: You you looking like you're asking me? I, I'm am t-
2: trying to remember okay. in my brain. Like I how definitely would I know? I definitely didn't have 200 skydives. I wasn't able to to jump with a camera, and I walked away from that with a coach rating. And, uh, you know, I was able to pass it. But at the same time, I walked away going, um, you know, I did what I needed to do to pass it. But at the same time, if someone comes to me and says, uh, I'm looking for someone to coach me on my head, obviously I'm not going to go do that, right? Because I wasn't confident enough or skilled enough to actually go do that. So uh, it's a scenario where I find myself going like, You know, you can you can pass it. It doesn't mean that everything you do after that is is unless you're current or unless you're actually capable of doing that.
0: um, How do you how do you regulate that? I I don't know the answer to that. So it brings a curious question to my mind and my my attitude to this answer has changed over years. And I'll give my answer last because, Nick, at some point I want to hear your answer as well. But I'll start with Ben. The current requirement to be a USPA coach is 100 skydives. Yep. I recommend at least 200 jumps with at least 100 highly structured formation skydives. Correct. Uh, formation skydives meaning three or four ways. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be big. What is your take on the minimum requirement being 100 jumps?
2: I, well, here's what I'll say: when I had 130 or 140 jumps when I went through it, I would have been like, "Yes, no, this is totally acceptable," with 70. Four hundred skydives now. I look back, going, "Oh, that doesn't seem even remotely acceptable." So I, I don't know if it's a matter of time or or you know time in sport or uh, or or um you know experience level, but it's a lot like it's a lot like back when I had three or four hundred skydives and I was going out and doing solo head down, and everyone around me was like, "You probably don't have the skills to do that safely," but no one was stopping me. And at the time, I was like, you don't know my skill. You don't know my, you don't know what I'm, like, you don't, you know, don't me. know me. You don't know me. <laughs> and, you know, so at the time, if someone had even suggested for a second that, uh, that we shouldn't allow free flyers unless they have a D license, I would have been like, that's bullshit. I'd hate that idea. And now if someone were to say that to me now, it's like, oh, we shouldn't let people free fly until they have a D license. I would find myself going like,
0: actually, no, that's not a bad idea. I'm gonna hold that conversation. You just opened up a can of worms. I want to ask about. I I'm not to- saying
2: it's. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm not saying that's what we're gonna do. I'm just saying that with time, the stuff that I thought about back in the day as being like,
0: "Oh, that's bullshit. We
2: should allow this stuff." I've now had enough time between then and now
0: to look back on it and be like, "Ah, oh, you know, uh, not so much." With experience comes understanding. Correct. So, Mister P, where are you at? And you, you, you limbo like a mad cat in a coach course. <laughs> and actually use that saying all the time now. Where do you what's your view on uh, uh, on this idea minimum 100 jumps? Well,
1: it used to be really hard to get 500 jumps, right? Yeah. In the 80s and the 90s correct. F- 500 jumps was a lot of jumps. And in those same years, free flying was not a thing. Angle flying was not a thing. Dynamic flying was not a thing. XRW wing was not shooting a thing. wasn't a thing. Wing, yeah, none of these things, none of these, you know, the, what are now the staple disciplines of skydiving, weren't a thing. Correct. That skydiving was a much smaller body of knowledge. That uh,
2: that someone with a hundred jumps could probably
1: adequately. But even even then, someone with a hundred jumps has probably spent at least a few years skydiving. So with yeah. with time comes, uh, you know, you get to be around, you get that experience, you hear other people's stories, yeah. and it's not someone who got a hundred jumps in two months and thinks they're the fucking man, yeah. right? But I I also or think or hundred uh, jumps in one month, yeah, which matter. has totally happened, right?
2: Yeah. Hell, but we're turning out. I'll be honest, we're turning out D licenses at Spacelands in five to seven months. The only thing that's holding people back at this point is the the night jumps. We don't do them as frequently as people want. But uh, we're turning out people, we're turning out people with uh with the uh, the majority of the D license qualifications in
1: five six seven months.
2: I don't think that Which, was ever the intention.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's really not a surprise because making more skydives has, has become a lot easier. Correct. Um, but I think that a hundred jumps. Anyone who thinks at a hundred jumps that they're a good skydiver. Ninety nine point five percent of the time, I would say that they are delusional. Not, and, and I don't mean delusional as an insult. I mean just matter of factly, you don't have you don't have the knowledge to make that assessment. You just don't. And we all had a hundred jumps and you thought we were the shit at, at one point, right? Yeah. I I was there. I know Ben was there. I assume the that you were we've there. We've all been there. But yeah. the only way that you can really understand the phrase 100 jump wonder" is having continued in skydiving and gained the experience to look back and be like, oh, my God, I was that idiot. I understand what's dangerous about this person. I don't even and, think uh, that
2: at 200 jumps you can look back at a 100-jump wonder and be like, I understand oh, but what they, that means. But they do. I mean, they think they do. It's the 200-jump chump, 100-jump wonder.
1: There you go. Just
2: saying. And, and for the record, I don't want to take away from the fact that there are really very, very safe skydivers that have 100 jumps, that have 200 jumps, that have 300 jumps. I don't want to take away from that No, that's
1: true, but those are usually the people who are very conservative, doing structured jumps, who uh, aren't full of themselves, thinking that they're God's gift to skydiving. Those are the people who who really scare me, and who, you know, especially when you try and reach out to that person, and politely, uh, you know, you put your... There's a right way and a wrong way to approach most people with most issues in skydiving. And I think sure. when you spend enough time in skydiving and you have enough of those interactions to see which ones ended well and were productive and which right. ones got that person mad at you and made the problem worse. So you use that experience informing. Uh, the the conversation that you hope to have with someone and then you have that conversation in the most productive way that you can with levels and levels of experience above that person and they still blow you (laughs) off because they are so sure that they're hot (laughs) shit, that person really scares me. And there are you know, a a small handful of people that come to mind specifically when I bring this up and uh, those are the people that stump me that I don't know. And uh, sadly
2: enough, at the end of the day, the last part of the conversation that you finally have to have with them when you've gone out of your way to describe to them in multiple ways how the decisions they're making are not good decisions, you finally have to come to the conclusion when you say, all right, someone has to make a smart decision here. And if you're not willing to make a smart decision, I'm going to make it for you. As the manager of this drop zone, I'm going to make this decision for you, and I'm not going to allow you to do that. And then they're like, Oh, you're trying to hold me back. And you're like, Oh my gosh. You you're know threatened what? by my skill set, Ben yes, Nelson. I Ben Nelson is totally threatened by your one hundred and thirty jump skill set.
1: Because I'm <laughs> super good at backsliding, you don't even know. Yes, totally. I will totally backslide know. all the way up jump run. You totally Try know and how stop to fly
2: me. that uh, that one hundred and ninety uh, F one eleven canopy when it's blowing thirty five miles per hour. Anyway, as so long did as you long see long me swoop. I did
1: my first swoop. Yeah. <laughs> well, long in the short I did a sick angle track yeah. dive, bro. <laughs> These are all all real things I've heard. You're absolutely correct. I got
0: this text message today. I'm at Skydive Blank listening to a kid with 101 jumps complaining about getting grounded for doing a 270 under 500 feet on a Pulse 170. This kid is the fucking most major shredder ever.
2: That kid (laughs) is
1: a fucking man.
0: (laughs) Boy, he's not afraid to throw out names tonight,
1: is he? No, I don't give a
2: fuck, man. (laughs) There are certain people in the sport I don't give a fuck about. And not in the sense that uh, I don't want them to hurt themselves because I don't want
0: them to hurt themselves, but I'm more concerned about them not hurting others,
2: and I don't really care anymore. So
0: I, I understand and don't blame you because I've been a large part of that conversation. So, Nick, here's a question I have for you guys then because for the longest time, everything y'all, got, y'all said about a person with 100 jumps getting a coach rating, I wholeheartedly agree upon. And to this day, I promote 200 jumps and 100 focused relative work formation skydives. Um, the reason I don't agree with raising that standard for 100 jumps for a coach rating is how many drop zones out there are 182 drop zones and not turbine drop zones? That's
2: the real problem. Is uh, it you know I was thinking about this the other day. It's like there are places that we can't just think about uh, how we um, go about making all these rules based solely upon places like SpaceLand. Sure, we can. Fine. And Sebastian and Chicago and eloy and per- i mean we can't cuz there's a ton of other drop zones out there that if we were to make rules that were that were so stringent they wouldn't be able to even provide a service other than doing uh, tandems maybe and i don't want to take away from that but at the same time i feel like uh, i feel like we should be able to uh, we should be able to update the 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 rules that we have in order to meet
1: like D license 200 to now 500.
2: Yeah. Hell, I, I'm willing to go at this point in time. Uh, you know, back in the day, a 500 jumps for a D license meant that they were in the sport probably for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays, you can get 1,000 jumps in a year pretty relatively easy. So, should we change D license to well, 2000? Let's just, look, I don't know. Just, no, just, D- for, an, just for an example, I don't answer that.
1: let's look at an A proficiency card. Yep. So, with an A license, what can you teach? Nothing. 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 Right? So with a hundred jumps and a coach rating, you can kind of teach a lot of stuff. You can if
0: teach a first jump course,
1: right? Almost, yeah. So why is there not a coach proficiency card? Why isn't there a list of things that you need to get to get that? Li- there's a list for an A license, which gives you no power, and there's no list for a coach rating, which gives you. Well, quite there's a bit a, of there's power.
2: at least a uh, there's at least some sort of. Uh, didactic there's a there's a program in place that you have to go through and pass but there, in order to get your But that's ratings. all
1: taught, right? That's all I'm with it's, you. it's mostly crap classroom stuff. Yeah. Of it's like you can let any like I think it's really silly that there are states who allow people to have a concealed handgun permit and carry a gun and have zero actual firearms training. They don't actually you,
2: require them to fire the firearms. Yeah,
1: you sit through a class, Yeah. No, oh, yeah, here's here's your thing. You can carry this this yeah. weapon with which you may murder people at any point. And I think that's just super irresponsible, and I I uh, I guess I hadn't really thought about it much until this conversation, but I think it's kind of the same thing with a coach rating. You can have any idiot, because I've seen him, sit through a coach rating, course and do the you know well as a
2: as a manager what i will say is i've noticed a lot of people that have come out of a normal instructor rating course uh whether that's a whether that's a they get their aff rating or they get their tandem rating and just because they're able to pass doesn't mean that they're
1: awesome
3: right
2: yeah they get it and they're actually saying things that you're like whoa i have to i have to totally like disagree with you and like tell the student opposite of what you're about to say Mm -hmm. because that doesn't make any sense. Just being able to pass doesn't mean that they should be able to to do that, if that makes sense. I do
1: think that there are scenarios with phenomenal learners and flyers who are ready to coach people with 100 jumps? Yes, you know I've Correct. seen. I guess there are two people who come to mind of people who I've seen just be at that point and yep. that with that many jumps, where it's like, yeah, man, you get it; it makes and sense. We're to probably you. thinking you're, about the same people. You're, you're, you're a natural at this. Yep. Which I want to know those names. Tex. Uh Nick Reyes is one, and Texas the other. Yep. Correct. Antonio and, was my third one. Oh yeah, Antonio oh, yeah. Yeah. would certainly yeah, be. It was on Nick the list. and Antonio. I mean, and I see why. I, I guess I, I I don't really think of Antonio, even though I know he was a tandem instructor and I did work jumps with him. Uh, he's just not someone who stands out to me as someone who's who worked in skydiving because he just didn't have the long grind that most of us have had he dabbled. You know like he, he dabbled went to the tunnel became a super i, sick I would flyer, disagree i would right disagree into, just because i know his story a little I, bit
2: I, better but he he put in he put in some time but anyways it, i
0: mean from
2: i, I, I was just thinking and
1: about and his you know what, what the deal he had with iFly and the flight time that he had he had oh, yeah. uh, he had a pretty good setup which uh i also some remember of of the, the last
2: year before he did that when he basically quit his job and was living on the drop zone eating cans of yeah, chicken he, noodle soup because that's all he could afford. I mean, anyways.
1: No, but that was I think that was part of his finding himself and deciding what oh, he yeah, wanted totally. to do, you know. Like he he wasn't uh, I don't want to talk too much about his personal but life. Anyways, but
2: anyways, we all agree that there are a few people, are people out there who are, who that naturals at it. are yeah, totally absolutely. natural.
1: But I think uh, I think especially when you're talking about skydiving instructors, you should kind of cater to the lowest common denominator most of the time, where it's like, oh, well, just because this handful of people who are these really gifted individuals are ready for this at this standard that we've set doesn't mean that that makes, that doesn't justify the standard, right? So I think having a proficiency card of you can uh, demonstrate these skills, you've taught these things to these people who are are ready uh, or... Not ready, but people who are in the position to uh, decide whether or not you're qualified, whether what you're teaching actually makes sense, like you said, you've been in the situation where you got to unteach somebody, correct? Because someone just gave them the wrong information, and uh, just make it a little more. I mean, I don't think jump numbers say a lot, correct? All the time, not
2: not anymore. They used to, not anymore. Yeah, they they,
1: maybe they did, but I wasn't around then. Yeah, but uh, there are people with thousands and thousands more skydives than me who I would say I'm a better skydiver than than these people. And there are people with a lot less jumps than me who I know are better skydivers than me. As
2: a manager, when I approach somebody about, say, a bad landing pattern, and I'm just trying to talk to them in the sense of, hey, I want to fix this problem so we don't have this again, and I barely get out what I'm trying to say, and their response is, I got a D license. It's like, all right, well, you started jumping eight months ago. Does it stand for douchebag? Yeah, like I mean, what are you? What are you trying to? Having a D license these days doesn't mean shit. Hell, having any license doesn't mean shit. If you're sucking at something, I have to point it out to you. I have to.
1: I know D license prorated skydivers, who I am fucking terrified. Of. I have I know <laughs> prorated fucking yeah. skydivers
2: that I feel like I just need to report them and be like they should not. Well, no, I shouldn't because when they are a prorated skydiver, there's only three other people in the sky, and they can afford to fly like a douchebag. But when there's 20 other people in the sky, you can't afford to fly like a douchebag.
1: Truth.
0: One uh, of you, your answer.
2: Hour
1: and 57 minutes. Just saying.
0: Your your answer to <laughs> me is one of the best solutions. And so when Mumphy was on, he talked about this, and it's something that I've really looked into recently, and I'm going to start uh, implementing with the rating center. But I'm also going to, at some point, suggest we do this with USPA. And what what it is is to qualify for a coach course, not to qualify. To be in, not to qualify the course, to qualify to be in the course, you should be able to display certain skill sets, and you go out and you do a, f- a time free fall skill set. To qualify to be an AFF instructor, or whatever they call AFF, you have to do a pre-qualified set of skills in a pre-qualified amount of time, and it's flying around a person, building formations that are very odd and intricate. and I, And I've got them printed out somewhere here, and it's it's super smart. And the thing that I'm working on right now is trying to convince. People, Instructors in period, and I've done this with guys at Spaceland, when you're signing these cards saying that, hey, Ben Nelson wants to be an AFF instructor, I'm signing that he's helped in two CAT Cs, two CAT Ds, all these technical things you've helped in, have them do it two or three times each. Don't have them watch and help once and sign it. Think of these folks as your apprentice because any yes. – I'm going to sign off on Ben Nelson's card. Then Ben Nelson's going to go to DJ Marvin, Michael Watkins, Brom Clement, Jay Stokes, whoever you're going to go to, a lot of other great examiners as well. Um, And then he's going to come home, he's going to work side-by-side with me. And the student he's going to train is going to be the student I have to jump with tomorrow. So as instructors, when you're signing this fucking card, think about what you said, Nick, actually training people through a system. So I'm looking for the rating center to tell people, I already do skill evaluation skydives is what we call them. I want to get a coach rating. Cool, come do the skydive with me, and we'll evaluate your skill, and I'll tell you at least if you have the flying skill to do the job or not. I want to become an AFF instructor. Cool, come do the skydive with me. And it's a very good skills evaluation skydive, both of them are. And they simulate or emulate the coach course or the AFF course. But the set of uh, of jumps that Australia or excuse me France has is unbelievable. So I think we really can up that ante. We can up that standard in coach ratings to to actually have a pre qualification skill set mindset. Because I'm with you. hundred people, hundred jumps. Most people aren't ready. But goddamn, there are people who are. Well, and if they exhibit that skill set and that mindset. We can't exclude them by upping the numbers to 200.
1: Yeah, but at least run them through a checklist, right? Well, hey, and, that's and, true. And
0: here's here's what really comes down to it. At the end of the day, I used the, uh,
1: use the example <laughs> just to be an <laughs> asshole. <I'm sorry. laughs> Why are you doing that? It I, sounded like you were about to make a really good point. I just want to ruin it. <laughs>
2: I was using the example about uh, getting my medical license, right? Having my medical license did not mean that wherever I went to work was going to allow me to to actually make physical contact with patients. It's, it's almost the same thing, man. Uh, Spaceland is a big enough drop zone where we get instructors from all over the place. And when they show up, we have an obligation to see where they're at in regards to how their flying abilities are because they may have gone through a course uh, somewhere that, uh, that they're able to pass the course, but that doesn't mean that they're flying at a level we need them to fly in order to meet our requirements uh, in regards to like low-level and high-level uh, um, AFF students. And So what it comes down to is we, we have an obligation to say, just like just like every company I ever worked for when I got my medical license, they had an obligation when I came in, regardless of how much experience I had and how long I'd been in, to test me to see where I was at. And you know what? As I got f- farther along in my experience, I w- they only tested me for like a day or two, and they're like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, we went out in the field, I had you know, 10 patients, and by the time I had 10 patients, they knew that I knew what I was talking about. But when I first got my license, it was almost like four or five months working in a particular company before they let me handle a patient on my own because they needed to see that not only did I have the knowledge, I had the ability to enact that knowledge. And uh, we're really doing a disservice to, uh, to, to uh, some of our instructors that have the bare minimums, and get that rating, and are able to pass, and then we just expect them to be like dive flow one, take them, and they suck, and they they're not doing what we need them to do. If you
0: come into any experience with the minimum requirements, you are going to take minimum away from that experience. Correct. The more you come to the table with the more experience and the more understanding you have when you come to the to the experience, the more you can take away from it because you've been in canopy courses with me. I'm very wise about my wordsmithing. I say a term in a campy course that's very generic that the most youngest jumper will understand. And then you listen to it, and you like, I've heard this statement three times, and I've had three layers of an onion. Yes. And I think any good, smart statement, and I'm not saying I'm smart or smart speaking, but it, when you're teaching, they, they all exist, whether you intend it or not to have those layers. Correct. So going in with that more experience will give you uh, more experience walking away. We, we talked about this at one point in time. I have sat through your canopy,
2: your basic canopy course at least sections of it. How many times now? A dozen times? Yeah, I'd say a dozen. A dozen times. I heard things when I had 100 jumps that I heard when I had 600 jumps that I heard when I had 1,200 jumps that I heard when I had 3,000 jumps. I heard the same thing in each, at each different point in my career, and they totally meant totally different things to me based on my knowledge and experience. And to expect that what I heard at 100 jumps was going to mean the same thing at 1,200 jumps, that's, that's just not its not going to happen. It's not. Yeah. I walk away now sitting through one of your canopy courses with a, different, a completely different mindset because I have the time and experience in order to take away from that what I needed to over time. But to expect me to, yeah, I took your first canopy, I took the first canopy course at like 80 jumps. I, I learned enough to pass it and I did everything you need me to do to pass it. But I learned more now from that exact course at 7,000 jumps than I probably did at 100 jumps by a lot.
0: I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I'm I'm definitely complimented. And that's it's it, it leads to every course, whether it's a canopy course or a rating course, going with more experience. And we're, we're running. Uh, we're actually a little bit over time. So the next. Are we
2: really? Yeah. It's like nine.
0: We've been trying to go two hours and keep it there. So I do want to uh, kind of shortcut the next conversation. I was going to ask you your opinion of. But now I'll give you the full version of the story. Uh, to become an AFF instructor, you need, according to USPA, six hours of free fall. You jump at a place like Spaceland. That is done in less than 360 jumps. Yep. Because a minute of free fall per jump, and when you get to more experience levels and you're pulling at three grand and exiting from 14,000 feet, you're getting 70 seconds per jump. Um, so in 360 jumps, you can become an AFF instructor. Now, yep. I'm not going to ask this question yet, but I was going to start the conversation of do you think that's enough experience? And then... I wanted to throw what my next idea is and actually at the next USPA board meeting, which is in San Antonio, I encourage you to, I actually am attending that meeting in the peanut gallery. Um, I've attended probably four or five other board meetings as a peanut I'm gallery gonna member. I'm going to encourage anybody that lives in Texas to go. If
2: you, This is the time that you, um, this is the time that you, you, you participate in the process. If you want to be a member yeah. of the association, Now's the time that you go see how this association operates.
0: You have voted uh, Jack Pilon in the Southwest region as your regional director. You've j- voted Chuck Akers in the Gulf region as your regional director. And both do a very good job great in their job. region. Both of them. Uh, both are doing great. But what are they doing and how are they doing it? Why are you voting for them? And, and I support them. Vote for them. How the, does the process work? You know, exactly. But how, how does it work and where are you at? And... It's different, so attend these meetings, but one of the things they're going to throw at this next board meeting, and this is uh, Michael Watkins is actually the chair of safety and training. We've had this conversation. We're Accelerated Free Fall instructors. How many people and friends do you know who've died in free fall versus how many friends do you know who've got hurt or died under canopy? Which one's more? Canopy.
1: Canopy, obviously.
0: Not even fucking close, right? Canopy. So why is our emphasis accelerated free fall instructor? Why aren't we good canopy instructors as well? And unfortunately, I truly believe that people are coming to the table, A, with not enough canopy experience, and B, in courses we're not doing, and I say we, I include me in this, we're not doing as good of a job as we can teaching canopy to AFF instructors, which we are, We are, I'm Correct. working on it, we're increasing it, a lot of us are doing better. We're just learning this. So the thing that I've proposed to the board or asked the the, uh, chair to take before the the committee is for a tandem rating, you need 500 ram air jumps. Not 500 round jumps. You need to fly a a ram air parachute 500 times before you can actually enter an AFF or a a tandem course. Mm -hmm. And that was you're piloting other people. I'm teaching somebody how to pilot a wing. So I've actually asked the board to consider 500... Ram air jumps for AFF qualifications. Where do you sit on 360? Is the minimum jump number, and 500 ram air jumps is a new qualification. Where do you sit on that?
2: I mean, I only sit from the uh, the aspect that uh, the real problem you're going to run into are the smaller drop zones. That unlike SpaceLand, we can you can get somebody that goes from zero to even 500 skydives in four four and a half months. But some of these smaller drop zones, if you're going to raise them homegrown, well, that's going to take a long time. I mean, they're they're doing nine jumps every three months in some of these places. You know, because of the weather situation and the the small airplanes, and so I mean, I understand that the plight of the small. Hold on one
0: second, just to do, just to I've done some math. Yeah, and I just confirmed my math. I worked at a 182 or a 206 drop zone. Yeah, you're commonly going to nine thousand, ten thousand feet at these small drop zones. Mm-hmm. You're commonly getting forty five seconds of freefall on your belly at these small drop zones. You've actually been at these small drop zones. I think you guys probably flew Sestna some in Utah. Not always.
1: Yeah, we had a caravan, but there was a 182 there also, so it was. Uh, yeah. So you've done forty five second free falls. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It takes four hundred and eighty jumps to get six hours of freefall at a 182 drop zone. I'm recommending 500 jumps. It changes it by 20 jumps. Yeah, at but that the, point.
2: I think the difference is, and I'm only I'm only shooting at this from the perspective of a small drop zone, having started my sports skydiving at a very small drop zone. I, I mean, I did I did nine nine jumps in four months, because uh, you, you can it, turning the plane, even getting to nine thousand feet. I mean, we were lucky to do six jumps in a day, and I was lucky to get one of those on a busy Saturday yeah you're getting the slot if a tandem doesn't if happen. if a tandem doesn't happen so it's not just the number of like a number of loads that that plane flies it's a number of how many if I were to try and do 500 jumps at that drop zone that I started at for sports skydiving I would not have 500 jumps today
0: by a lot and that and that was yeah. I don't know like 2010 you know so where so where do you stand then 500 ram air canopy jumps is that something we should change? Is that I something we should I add? Well as an at the end of the
2: day, I feel like uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, uh, AFF instructors, I feel like there needs to be at least a similar standard to to tandems to tandem instructors.
0: And to be fair, you're not just a manager at a large DZ; you're a owner. I think this has been public statement at this point. Yep. At a small DZ. Yep. Well, currently small. Half, I think half she's, owner. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's got a good chance of growing pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. It's a great place. Um uh sisters but they're not sisters right now uh it's kind, of awesome. it's kind of awesome thank you so much man uh so you actually get to think of it from two very very different perspectives correct where do you sit on
1: this conversation uh i'm always going to err on the side of more jumps uh, and i think i probably have a pretty big bias because i've spent a lot of time at a big drop zone where it's not hard to get that many jumps so it's it's really hard for me to identify with the The struggle of small drop zone people who want to be instructors, Uh, but I mean, I think that you said six hours of free fall time, right? Yes, sir. So, how much tunnel time do you have?
0: Twenty hours, fifteen hours, and and how
1: much time do you think someone like Tex has? Thousands. So the 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 level of experience as a you know wind tunnel instructor for someone who's allowed to teach it. They have a huge amount of, of hours right a huge n- amount of time in the wind before they're before they're able to teach anyone, and especially before they're able to teach anyone who's doing anything other than, than belly stuff yeah, and to think about if if I was learning from uh, a wind tunnel instructor who said they had six hours of time in the wind, I'd be like, "Dude, you don't know shit, you suck at this. What are you talking about six hours and so I know that that's not exactly parallel with skydiving, but but still just to think about how how many hours of freefall time do you have?
0: Hundred and twenty two hours. Oh, Ballpark.
1: I have no idea how many I have, but Pro Track Two Baby. But uh You I mean, should know that. Yeah, I should. You have one. Yeah, I mean I just don't uh I don't look at any of that stuff. I mean I, I listen to the beep and uh I guess every once in a while I'll go back and review a jump, but uh it's very that altimeter's smarter than me. It, it keeps track of way more than, than I do. Yeah. But uh I lost my point. I'm sorry. Oh, no, what was I what was I saying?
0: It's easier to get more experience. Uh, tandem instructor, or tunnel instructor, skydiving instructor, not parallel. Parallax, by the way, I would say. Um, they converge at some point.
2: Yeah, I still... I, still I think the biggest issue I have
0: is... Experience. There's,
2: there's a massive There's a massive difference between being able to fly well and being able to plan a skydive well.
1: And being able to teach well is a totally Correct. Se- separate...
3: Here's a
2: good thing. example. You used you use Texas as an example, right? <clears throat> Back at the last uh, head-down world record year which was uh, 2013, 14, 15. Uh, I don't know. When was the last head down world record I thought it was 2015. It was three years ago. It was three years ago. 2014. (coughs) There was a bunch of camps that were going down, and um, Tex was not a part of that camp, those camps that year, because he had, I don't know, like 120 skydives. This is
1: a five-minute call, by the way. I'm turning into a pumpkin here.
2: Okay, cool. So anyways, Tex had like, uh, what, uh, 100-something skydives, lots of time in the tunnel, and... uh, I went to the last couple of head down camps in Sebastian and a few other places, and there was a lot of tunnel instructors there that had hundreds of hours in the tunnel, and they had 100 skydives between them a piece. Like, you know, 100, 120, 140 skydives. And uh, it was the most dangerous thing I've ever seen in my life. Because it, it's not just can you fly well, it's how can you approach, how do you break off? How do you track away? How do you fly your canopy? There's a million things. And I remember coming back from that, and Tex came up and said, hey, how did that go? And I described it to him. He goes, that's why I didn't go. <clears throat> said, I didn't go to the camps because I wasn't ready. And I kind of felt like, Tex said this. Tex said this. Cool. And I was like, man, you got hundreds of hours in the tunnel, and you're a really good flyer. He's like, yeah, but I only have 120 skydives, and I feel like I'm not quite ready for that yet. And, and those so,
1: are the people who do well.
2: And those are the people that do very well. Because at the end of the day, it, it has less to do with how you can fly and has everything to do with how can you plan a sk- safe skydive. You're, the flying part of the skydive is only like 10% of the skydive. How do you, like, what's jump run? What's ground speed? What's all these things that we ask our instructors to to do for our students or teach our students? That's a, such a small portion, and there's there's this disconnect between being able to fly
0: well and being able to plan well. And that's a big problem. I think Texas uh, team name, and I don't know if there was any, in I'm stuck on something over here. I can't turn my, okay. I don't know if there was an intent to this in the team name, but carve and take it is their team name for the tunnel. I think it actually explains it well, carve out that meat, prepare that meat, get an understanding of yeah. what you're about to digest. Carve and take it is really laying it down and preparing it. So, Man, I, uh, the, the one thing that I'll encourage people to consider, because I know this is going to come under some scrutiny, if you think 500 ram air jumps is too big of a qualification to become an AFF instructor for the small Cessna drop zones, 480 jumps at 45 seconds a jump is what it takes to get six hours of free fall. For, for your small Cessna drop zones, 500 jumps is very, very realistic. At your large turbine drop zones, 360 skydives is done super quickly. What's 140 more really going to do, except for further the ability of you to share information, especially about canopies?
2: And really, at the end of the day, I'll say this. When I had 400 Ram Air canopy jumps, if you were to say, we're going to increase the number to 800, I would have been like, that's bullshit. Well, now that I have 7,000 and something jumps, I'm looking at it going, that's a great idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that wisdom only comes from that side of the line, you know? Correct. I mean, there's a reason that that rules come down the way that they do generally. It's because the people who have the experience to be making those calls are making those calls.
2: If I had 400 jumps and you were like, we're going to increase the number... I would have been like, that's crazy. That's so stupid. Can you I get suck.
1: grandfathered in I, I on yeah. Want to what play do I got to do toys? to,
2: how do I got to work around this rule to get what I want? Now looking at it, I'm going, oh God, I wish everybody had 2,000 skydives before they were able to teach.
1: I mean, I have seven, seven, 7,200 maybe, somewhere in yeah. there, 7,300. You and I are about the same. But uh, there are still plenty of things in skydiving that I'm just not comfortable. I don't know it well enough to teach it to somebody else. And,. Uh,
2: so it's funny when somebody at 300 jumps is like, I can
1: totally yeah, do so, that. So when someone's like, oh, I have a coach rating and I can kind of sit fly. So I'm going to start doing free fly, fly coaching. coaching. It's like mm. you are a fucking maniac. Yeah. N- not maniac. Not an idiot. Not a retard. But somewhere in the middle of all that Mo- stuff. Moron? Like a moron? <laughs> no, not a moron. Just a lack of information that comes from lack of experience. A DJ? A Would you say they're a DJ? Thank you. It, it takes responsible people <laughs> like Ben Nelson <laughs> to provide that guidance.
0: I actually don't think we should change a number for a D-license. We've done it. I actually got my D-license at 200 jumps. I think 500 is a good number. I Back think in we need 1986. To add, uh, fuck you. I got my D-license in 99, maybe 2000, did somewhere around there. Did you party like it was 1999 when you got that D-license? Dude, I actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I, I think we should add an E-license, a thousand jumps or some barrier that we need to find. Did I tell you my idea about the e license? No, but we need to save that for another conversation. Oh, another time. I want to do it right now.
3: We're no. on board.
0: You, we, you got two minutes. Five, nope. We, we and we are cutting that conversation off right there. So one of the All new right, things. Echo license. Everyone think about it. Echo license. E license. One of the things that we're looking at. One of the things we're doing new is we now have a couch so we can have two guests at once. We have an extra headset, an extra mic. A we have everything couch. set up. We have a wide-angle camera that actually will capture the whole couch when we move it and set it up.
2: The wide-angle will catch a. So our plans for
0: the future is uh, next week, Shuby and Glenn are all-you-can-jump package guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about that all-you-can-jump package and what it's like to skydive for a year-long straight. That'll be a pretty cool conversation to have. All-you-can-jump package. Uh, Another thing on our agenda that I think you might like is I want to have panel days where— for example, today we're talking about uh, jumpsuits. And we have an RW expert and a free fly expert, City. <laughs> if you're not watching this on Facebook Live, Ben is doing the sexy man pose on Facebook. It's, it's pretty much. Remember wonderful. when
1: George Costanza posed on the couch?
0: Yes. Costanza. You have actually a picture from John Barry's wedding that way.
1: Yeah, but I was... Uh, I drunk. Yeah, you can say it. No, I was not. I was you making in fun of uh, Adam. All, yeah, you were drunk. Hey, do
0: you not know the story about Adam? You were drunk. I've I've that I'll picture tell you another time. So uh, the other thing we wanna do is panel conversation. So I wanna have a day like let's talk about jumpsuits. So we have an RW jumpsuit, nice. a free or an RW expert and a free fly expert. Let's talk about gear. Let's free talk Fry. about becoming a instructor. Become an instructor, this guy doesn't know it, but I'd love to have Hank. He he's no shock having him back on. Oh yeah. But I'd love to have Hank and another guy like maybe Chris Fudala, who has some experience awesome. teaching yeah. instructors. Awesome. so this double this couch with the with the wider mic and everything gives us a lot more options and a lot more future. That's that's kind of our goal in direction two hours and twenty
2: minutes. What you can't see is this little box right here has two mics so when we bring it around here we got two people.
0: So that's our goal. That's the future. Till then, Mr P do you have anything else you want to throw
1: out? Good night. Wow, he wants to get out of here. Hey, I'm getting sick, alright? Blue skies. Oh, your throat's Gravity all Lab sore. Radio. Oh, we're out. Friday,
2: Friday. Oh. Gotta get down on Friday. You gotta change that mic so I can do this?